Warning, this contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. First off, who is this guy sitting next to me? And second, why is he drinking a beer? He's not drinking a beer, Lightning. Oh. He's... What is the substance that I'm yearning to have? Apple juice. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Yes. Frothy, Mm. delicious apple juice. It looks that way. It really does. Mr. Mike freaking Finnegan. Okay. So (laughs) we got got a... Here's the deal. They film on the other side of this building. And Mm -hmm. when we moved into this studio at this building and not the old one with the ants down in Santa Ana... We thought we're going to see you guys all the time. And we're like, this is going to be awesome. Fryberger and Finnegan are going to film. We can tell them we're doing a podcast. They'll just cross the hall and come hang out with us. And that hasn't happened once. Because COVID hit, (laughs) and then nobody's in this building. So pull in the parking lot today to uh, come to my night job. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure as hell, there's uh, there's Mike eating pizza out front. I'm like, hey, I know you. I I have no explanation for this. It's not (laughs) even COVID. It's legit. It wasn't even COVID. Like, we kind of avoid this place. I mean, okay. Why? It, well, it's not because you stink or something. It's just, is it because of uh, it's corporate America? No, it's that. So that shop, and I put it in quotes, looks like a lot like a shop, but without the tools. It's hard That's to true. it's yeah. hard to build anything over there. Like today, I had to cut metal. I used three different tools that all broke, and finally, I gave up and just grabbed a sawzall. Well, um, okay. First, describe because our listeners, well, some of them, they were yeah. at our five hundred five star meetup. Well, yep. I said that right for the first time. For the first time ever. Okay. So they came to our party. We had a bunch of listeners fly in, which was freaking crazy. No way. They yeah. celebrated our five hundredth episode here, right here, right before uh, oh, yeah. things got shut Nissan down. Nissan came down, brought show trucks, the whole thing. It was it was crazy. It was like, wow. what is this happening in our show? Anyway, so we did tour some people through your studio over there. It was kind of neat. I mean, they had the the, the Rotson and some other stuff over there, so that was neat for They're them. Like, does yeah. Mike Finnegan actually work here? We're like, sorry, it's all a, it's all. But that was <laughs> smoke and mirrors. Yeah. It's all TV magic. Uh, that was a couple hundred listeners, but you know, we've got we're blessed with thousands that aren't able to be here. So explain where you work. Okay, so so the history of Roadkill and, and you know, well, and you guys too is this was a publishing company. What? So next door to you know your studio is a garage essentially. With really nice floors and a bunch of car lifts. And, and it was originally designed for us as magazine guys to do projects there at work. Yeah. Yeah. Like install aftermarket parts, photograph them, you know, before we were videoing anything. And so it's lo- the walls are lined with toolboxes that are in general empty. And what <laughs> is. <laughs> that doesn't do anyone any good. No. And what is in them is generally broken. And so. Isn't that one of your uh, roadkill cars? Generally broken? A lot of them. (laughs) And so, in general, we try not to ever film here. Um, A, because it's too nice. Like, the the floors are shiny. We have a lift. You know, we're used to... We prefer to work on our backs in the dirt on the side of the road. Is it more more video studio, quote-unquote, than shop? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, there's... Probably it looks a, cool. A million dollars worth of lights in there to make pretty video, and twenty bucks for the tools. That's what's <laughs> over there. That's awesome. And so we don't go there a lot, but every so now and again, did, someone did a couple of Harbor Freight runs. Is that what happened back in the day? Well, at one point, it was sponsored by Snap-on. Oh, like, well, there, and, there was nice tools in there. It was, and it, and they gave us a full build out, and all the uh, toolboxes were red. And then it got sponsored by Eastwood, and everything got covered in blue vinyl so yeah. that we didn't have to switch out the toolboxes. But when they were red, only one box had tools in it. <laughs> like the whole, walls are lined with the yeah. walls are lined with boxes, but they didn't all have tools in them. 
and stuff gets lost over the years and whatever. And Eastwood came in and filled up the two toolboxes, and stuff gets lost and broken. And so now when you go in there, like there's two chop saws. I dare you to find a ten millimeter, dude. That's life, right there. <laughs> like that's just. Yeah, you, you, did you that's see my life. post a while back? I was uh, I was cleaning my garage, and uh, I found a lost soldier under my toolbox, and it had been my missing uh, ten millimeter socket. And I posted it on, uh, on Instagram. I'm like, guys, it happened. I, I found one. I brought him home. <laughs> and now he's sitting in my, uh, my you drawer. Just, you got to buy him by the half dozen. Yeah, you, you know do. what I mean? You, you have to. Uh, so what are you building over there? Why are you in town? Because normally you're at your, ha- your, your house in Kentucky or Kansas or wherever you live. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia. Which is exactly the same <laughs> as Kentucky or Kansas. I just know that there's tall grass Doesn't and even pastures out it. by his house. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's trees. Call it Kentucky. Fewer people will come by. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, fun. what's that like? Have people found your house? I don't tell my wife a lot of the times when they do. Um, in general, it's fine. It's super cool. Like everyone's really nice. Every now and again, you get one that like genuinely frightens me, <laughs> and and probably unreasonably so. I you probably sure? shouldn't be. But except um, they're at your house with your wife and your kids, and there's yeah. that level of there's that slight level of insanity where you're like that's sort of next level. It reminds me of the time um, after uh, well the O.J. Simpson thing in Brentwood. And me and my buddy went to go find his house, and we did. And then we threw a box of donuts over the back wall. Let's see. I don't know why. Who <laughs> were that guy? What? But it would be okay for me to go to Mike's house because I was actually at his wedding. So yeah, that's how, right. How long have you guys been married now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, when was that? Oh five, fifteen years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I was actually I was actually at Mike's wedding. So I'm. I don't think Jessa would remember me. She'd be like, "Why is this?" No, know, she knows. Fat, she knows who you are. Guy. Oh, she knows, okay. She knows to this day. She knows exactly who you are. She's like, "That's the guy that got drunk and ruined our wedding." No, dude, it wasn't you. Like, <laughs> it definitely when, wasn't. Was somebody else? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> when we came into the like the reception, the first thing I saw was one of her friends face down on a table <laughs> next to a chocolate fountain, like just passed out. <laughs> Done. You know? There it wasn't you at all. There was a lot of shenanigans. Like, <laughs> like there so much happened that day. Like we, were, I was late for the wedding. I think I remember that. I was absolutely late for the wedding. The woman that like ran the church was so angry. She never turned on the AC, I guess. <laughs> you that, know? Is that why it's so hot in here? They're mad at us so they don't turn it's, on the it's AC? It's possible. Why were you late to your own freaking wedding? <sighs> we were drinking, I think. <laughs> I was trying uh, to I think. Oh, no, think we, about whether he should run or not. So was, we were all like in the morning. Uh, like I was just amped up for the wedding. And I don't. my sister found me out by the pool the morning of the wedding, and she had like a 30-pack. And we started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we, we started drinking. And then, you know, when it was time to go to the church, all my buds, we were at the bar in the hotel. My friend Todd Griggs was like, we, we need to do a shot of wild turkey before your wedding. And oh, my God. Like, that's, 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 that's awful. That's random. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so we did that. No, you have to play his yeah, buddy, because he stole it from oh, us. Oh, with him in here? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> do you remember stealing that from wow, us? Wow, no. One of our listeners goes, Fitnigan must be listening to the podcast because he's, uh, yeah, buddy's on Roadkill. So we stole that back from you. No, no. You know where I stole that from is I used to watch the Jersey Shore a lot. <laughs> Paulie used to say that. Yeah, well, well. That's it, where I got it from. So it's not, it's, it's not him, but it's close. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we grabbed that sound bite. So you're a regular part of the show. Whether you like it or not. I had no idea. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you're a frequent guest. Mike, what's up? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, hey, Mike, you want to come on the podcast sometime? 
Yeah, buddy. Hey, Mike, how's your car build? Any any problems this week? Yeah, buddy. Hey, Mike, can I come by and hang out and have dinner with your wife? Yeah, buddy. I mean, it's, it's you know. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. Uh, I'm going to go it. back to your seven-year-old podcast and just lift all kinds of stuff and put it out of oh, order. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So, wait, let's rewind a little bit. And Why are you here at the uh, the Motor Trend studio? Can I? Can we talk about the Hemi Grammy? That's, oh, that's yeah. The shirt yeah. you're wearing right now? There's no secrets on Roadkill. Okay. Um, oh, but first, why I was late. We had to pull over on the side of the freeway uh, so I could pee. <laughs> that was pretty much why we were late for the wedding, because I had to pee. Um, and why I'm here is we're, after, I think, three or four years of this gremlin sitting in that studio, in the background of a lot of other things going on that you can see it, we finally just nutted up and we're like, we're, we're finally going to do this. Like, we ripped the car about four years ago. We're finally going to yeah, actually... Yeah, because that thing got bought a while back, and then it got sold to like somebody on the team, and then Freiburger mm-hmm. somehow got it back. And I was looking at uh, Freiburger's Instagram, and it sort of was this really like straight frame rail, sort of a gasser-looking, you know, like high front axle. And I'm like, it's not a gasser. It's, it's sort a street of sits like, what is... Yeah, so it's going to be a street freak, but I had no idea what, what you, you call guys... a street freak? Street freak, yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's not a gasser. So it's not a race car. Um, it's kind of like a a subset of gasser kind of culture and it's a car that's lifted that looks kind of like a gasser but it ain't going down any racetrack it won't work like that's going to be a death trap so what it is for those of you at home it's a 74 gremlin that we have thrown green thrown yeah it's green it's hideous. <laughs> so green oh and the crazy thing about the car that's not the original color somebody went out of their way no to way painted green now it's not a mint green either it's a weird no, it's just deeper green, green. Oh and God. it's oxidized it's got like that thing where you would take you know your grandpa would be like come here let me grab some turtle wax out of the garage and then like he would be you know and it would somehow be the shiniest car on the block right it's that the color of the turtle wax can is that what it's that very close no it is yeah. Yeah. like it's, it's not cool close. it's not seven up green. no like, it, did it have metallic in it at one no. time? No. I don't know. Mm. It, it's hideous, though. Yeah, it's, it's So, hard. 74 Gremlin threw the suspension completely away, the drivetrain, everything. It has a Model A chassis under it now. So, that's what it... But the thing that's funny about that is now I know why it was so short, and you guys actually cut it down even further, right? Yeah, the Model A is longer. This thing is now a <laughs> 96-inch wheelbase, oh my I think. God. That's, um, uh, that's shorter than a, a two-door Wrangler. Yeah. Dude, it's tiny. It's really short. But it has a Chrysler 426 Hemi now sitting. Of course it does. And the motor is installed so high that the valve covers are taller than the fenders. <laughs> so there will be no hood, and I don't care. So if you put it in reverse, it wheelies backwards. I think it's going to. The cool thing uh, about it is it almost looks like a, uh, a Hot Wheel, like a real-life Hot Wheel. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's got rad Kragers on it with those big old wide meats on the back and yeah. just sort the of The proportions are definitely odd. So I was talking to Freiburger, yeah, and I said, wrong. well, since you're going street freak with it, are you going to, like- Put some yellow or magenta like window tint on. He goes, "There's no, there's no money for making it look anything different than what it looks now." I'm like, "Hell, okay, I don't think right. there's windows in it. I got to be honest. There's no floor in it. Like it's all transmission now. Like oh the motor God. and trans are mounted so high that we cut the firewall out. The entire floor is gone. It's just two frame rails, and we'll figure out how to put steering and pedals in it. But no cup holder. Ah." Uh, Probably yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what trans, no matter what you what do, what did you couple it to? Seven twenty seven. No, it's a. Uh, it's got an adapter and it's got a four L eighty. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, manual valve body, no computer. Okay, and then uh, a nine inch in the back, and the driveline angles are all wrong. Like, like <laughs> well, I was that. looking at you guys have like a coilover setup in the back, and 
those look all wrong too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was for a Model A. Like, yeah, that chassis was yeah. for a Model A, and and a guy named Sam Strew built it and shortened it to fit in this Gremlin wheelbase. That's wild. And like we found out today when we we dropped the Hemi in it, it does not have enough spring in the front. It's got a transverse <laughs> leaf spring front suspension. Oh yeah, and it just sacked it out. Yeah, it didn't look so. uh, transverse at all. It looked like it was a a flat spring. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, it's level. You know, it's not for everybody. So what are you guys gonna do with it? What's the uh, what's the end result? I just drive around and look cool, I guess. Right. I don't know, dude. <laughs> there was no plan other than he had a name for the car and a, and a T-shirt in mind. The and Hemi that, Grammy. That's literally the only reason the car yeah. got And you're wearing a Hemi Grammy shirt right yeah. now. Yeah, I got to represent my I name. heard that they're for sale on store. Uh, I don't know. Google David Freiberger T-shirt It was. It was store.davidfreiberger.com. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can also find uh, Truck Show Podcast uh, T-shirts at store.motortrend. Can you still? Com. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not. So what's funny is they put Truck Show Podcast. So they're, we know, you know we have the company store. And it has all the roadkill stuff. And you have apparel? We have one T-shirt. I haven't gotten a new roadkill shirt in like two years. <laughs> and, and we have a, uh, a cup and like one of those tall insulated you know, tumblers. Oh, nice. So we're like, we have three things. And we look at roadkill. There's like 87 pages of things that you can put the roadkill logo on. I don't have any of them. So I don't yeah. know. Like they gave away Hot Wheels recently with the, the, I saw a, that. the Rotson. Yeah, the Rotson Hot Wheels. And, uh, and I remember, I don't know where we were, but there were boxes of them. And they're like, hey, you guys need to sign these. I'm like, tight. So I signed them all. And then a few weeks later, I was like, oh, my kids probably, they probably want. Dude, you still have you know? Faster with Finnegan stuff. You're on the main page. That's pretty cool. Nobody tells me nothing. Store.motortrend.com. Store.motortrend.com. And it's funny because uh, you have to search for Truck Show Podcast to get to our page to buy stuff. And if you go to, uh, I was just going to look at uh, Roadkill really quick. Um, literally, Roadkill has... It tells you who's generating the income for Motor Trend is really what it's telling you. No. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. I mean, pages. Pages of t-shirts. You guys... Uh, God, there's so much stuff on here. I'm, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. In the very beginning of Roadkill, um, we couldn't get them to make merch. They, they, they didn't want to make t-shirts oh, or none of that. Familiar. A Roadkill fan named Jenny Teague actually made our first four shirt designs, nice. printed them, and sent them to us <laughs> so we would have something to wear. And then eventually, the company was like... Oh, maybe we could sell these, and and they bought those designs from Jenny. Well, at least sick. they paid her for them. Yeah. So, what size uh, shirt? What size fella are you these days, Mike? A large. A, yeah, he looks like he's largish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should give him an XL with our crappy shirts because they shrink a lot. No, no, no. Give him a triple A. Don't give him the crappy Gildan ones. We have oh, we I'm have triple A's. What? Yeah, you're the one who buys the Gildan. Dude, yeah. I'm no, a, I didn't buy the Gildan on purpose. Those were giveaways. The the triple A's are good. I'm a t-shirt snob. I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, if, if it, I am too. If, you're, if it's itchy, I'm probably yeah. not going to. I'm the same way. Well, then hold on. These are a little <laughs> bit. These are a little bit thicker. They're not itchy like Gildan, but they are the thicker shirts. But they're better after you wash them. Yeah, they're six ounce, so they're they're heavy. Hard sell here. Better yeah. if they wash them. So you're lucky there. though. But but hey, so you're, Mike, you're lucky because if Motor Trend made you wear the stuff, you wouldn't be able to promote your FSM so much. You know what I mean? Like watching your, you're always wearing FSM gear. Yeah, and that's well, good for you personally. Well, so you should be happy. Totally, I have no, I have no gripes at all. But a large part of that is because they just stopped giving me the roadkill stuff. The whole <laughs> reason I have fitting in speed marine shirts is because a guy came to me and he's like, "You should do this," and I'm like, "I don't want to do this." And, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, maybe I do." I hate car T-shirts because they all suck. Well, they they're all the suck. cheapest yeah. there are. Gildan, they're itchy. I blame they, don't, they don't fit good. And he's right. like, "I promise you, I will make you T-shirts that you'll actually want to wear." And he printed one out, and I'm like. All right, I'm sold. I'm in. You know. All right, all right. Uh, we need to pause here and talk about sponsors really quick because this is the finish show, the fin the finisode. Why? Because he's going to be like a guest uh, we, host. So, Mr. Mini Truck over here, uh, did you ever own a Nissan Hardbody? Oh, I did. I did. I had a black 
1996 Nissan Hardbody four wheel drive with the Alpine in dash six yes. disc head unit. Yes. Like, oh, dude, it was the closest I could get to the Back to the Future truck, even though it was the wrong. Even brand. though it was the wrong brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it was a way better, uh, way cooler truck. Anyway, oh, right? dude, the thing was rowdy. I jumped it so many times. And then, uh, the <laughs> so s- then your the CD was always skipping. Then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, the snow melted. Summer came around, and I wanted to be lower to the ground again. So. It was gone. Uh, six, but I regretted getting rid of it. What, name one CD that was in your Nissan Hardbody. Uh, oh, 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 not you. No, no, it has to My. be has to be two live crew. One of them's got to be two live crew. No, not in the Hardbody. That was oh. that was way past two live crew. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. At that time, <laughs> oh, Slick Rick. It would have been Ill Communication. Ah, um, uh-huh. God, 1996. Probably Beastie Boys. Jesus, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sabotage was somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Ill Communication. That's that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. It would have been. Um, Shelter. I was in New York at that time, so I, I dated a girl who introduced me to New York punk rock. So there was a university out there called Vassar, and they had a college radio station, and I think it was every Friday night they would just go nuts and play nothing but punk rock. So that was when I learned about like Operation Ivy. Operation Ivy. Um, yeah. I heard Pennywise of all places in New York, and not from where you're actually from. Yeah, right? yeah, like, where they hailed from. Yeah, like like I bought Sublime's Forty Ounce of Freedom out of the trunk of a car in Huntington Beach. Yeah. But I had to go to New York to learn about Pennywise. Uh, Stone like, Temple Pilots, also a Huntington Beach band. I was at the, I don't know if you remember the old Record PX in uh, Fountain Valley, right off Euclid. Yeah. Okay, so I was in there buying Pearl Jam, and some dude walks up to me and goes, hey man, you like Pearl Jam? I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm, I heard the album was good, I want to try it. And he goes, dude, local band, man, STP, got to be all over it, man. I'll sell it to you right now. Five bucks. And I'm like, Tell uh, me it was Scott Weiland. I don't know. I, it was like their <laughs> manager or something. Huh. So Scott went to Edison High School. I went to Huntington yeah, but High remember, School. Remember, STP was a cover band in Newport, like way before they ever made Plush. Yeah, but when you know, they, Plush. this was when they made Plush. This was their first, and this guy was like hawking it like to people at Record PX buying one. They're like, hey, tsh, hey, buddy, come here. Yeah. Got, got a new band you like. But that's how it was in the SoCal music scene. Like you would go into your favorite record store Dude, to get I was at I was at Kokomo's in Irvine after hosting on a <laughs> Sunday night. It's midnight dude comes up to me he's like lightning i got the hot stuff dude literally he hands me a cd what was it and i look at it and i go yeah i'll check it out corn corn's first disc yeah and he was all about it he was Uh, all about it i listened to it i'm like damn this is that blow your mind or what that was heavy as all so So david silveria used to be a customer of ours he was the drummer for silveria yeah 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 and uh we i worked for a little mom and pop uh bmw uh porsche shop and so i used to deliver his cars Uh uh, back to his hot wife on huntington street i can i can top that my friend Susanna gives me a uh a cassette and she says you got to listen to this I'm not sure where the band is going, uh, but just give me your opinion. And I listen to it. I listen to it. And I go, they're just, the band is all over the place. One, one song is ska, one's punk, one's like rap. I just, I don't know where to place this. And they are? Sublime. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one yeah. of the best bands of all time. Yeah. Dude. Uh, did yeah. you ever see uh, No Doubt at Disneyland? I did. I was there. <laughs> what right? did I? I was there. I hosted that event with Kevin and Bean. <laughs> no, before they were famous. Oh no! Like like early. Oh, you mean a, uh, not a cloud? Not at, uh, no. Is it Matterhorn over by the Matterhorn by the the uh, Tomorrowland stage? Anyway, I don't know. This is all came <laughs> from Disneyland. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they wow. played Disneyland they, quite a bit. They played Cal State Fullerton, Cal State North. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, dude, Rage this Against all, the Machine played uh, played Cal State North. Seen that video? Yeah. This all emanated dude. from what CD was in uh, Mike's Nissan Hardbody, right? Right. <laughs> so Man, you, we could go down some. Rabbit you've holes got, in this, you've got uh, some hard body memories. Well, the reason I bring up the hard body is Nissan is our sponsor. What? And they've been with us for three years, which is going on four. Bonkers, but true. Yep. Yeah. Dude, they make good trucks. 
You do make good trucks. The hard body, the Titan. I'm a fan. Do you have any Titan experience? Yeah, when I was the editor of Sport Truck Magazine, John O'Neill, who used to work there, yep. hopped up a Titan. I remember that. And I guess it's editor privileges. I got to drive it around <laughs> a lot. Like I took that thing. That everywhere. thing did. Not I drove that thing else. to my wedding. When you, I got, oh, when I was late right. to my wedding, I was in a Titan. So this thing was, it was lifted. It had graphics. You know, it sounded was, great. Custom interior, big stereo. It was rad. But I got to be honest, the rumble was my favorite part. Yeah, like, and they still sound good. The dude, exhaust still sound good. Yeah, five point six liter V eight. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, if you're in the market for a uh, half ton or half ton plus truck, head on over to uh, NissanUSA.com or your local Nissan dealership, where you can check out the Titan Titan XD with the industry's uh, best five year, one hundred thousand mile warranty. And uh, build and price online for the titan of your dreams. And here's another question for you, uh, Mr. Mike Finnegan. Does it bum you out that we have an AutoZone sponsorship and you don't? Because you're the one that every Every episode, you guys are an auto parts store. You guys land, you pull into town, and there's like a flickering auto parts sign in the beginning of every episode. I got to be honest, when I found out you guys had a parts store sponsor and we didn't, <laughs> I, I had a little hate in my heart. I did. Because <laughs> um, that's exactly what happens. Like, we fly everywhere to film Roadkill, get off the plane, and either go to a pawn shop or usually a parts store because we didn't bring tools on the plane. They frown upon that. Have you guys ever used uh, the uh, Duralast parts on your builds? Oh, dude, all the time. Uh, so th- this month is April. So we're uh, covering the uh, Duralast gold ball joints for trucks and SUVs, which are built better uh, than OE for most demanding trucks and SUVs in severe use. They have premium castle nuts, upgraded grease valve, knurled housing, increased housing size, and uh, I think even a guy like Mike would be hard-pressed to uh, to break them. I would try. He would try. I would. I'd probably <laughs> fail, though. You can uh, find those in uh, parts from 20 other lines at your local AutoZone or at DuralastParts.com. All right, Mike, uh, before we start the show... I have a sound clip here that I'm going to play for you. Okay. And then you have to guess what the truck is. So even before the show starts, we're going to have a little segment called... Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're going to play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> Oh, you guys should see Mike's face. He's so embarrassed for us. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, Was that a polka music? Yes. It is. And he's so Sorry. glad that this mm-hmm. is not a video right now. Yeah. All right. I have chosen uh-huh. uh, a particular vehicle. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what this vehicle is. And Mike, you have to know your notes. All right. Are, are, are we ready? Yes. All right. Like, what childish antics am I uh, playing along with here? All right, Mike. So, uh, Borla is our uh, exhaust sponsor here on the Truck Show Podcast. And so, at the beginning of the show, we like to uh, play a sound clip. So, I'm going to play you a Borla sound clip. I'm going to give you um, a few hints. This will be on a pickup truck. And it is featuring Borla's Attack, which is their uh, most aggressive sound system. Best part about it no drone. But it sounds like this. And this is Know Your Notes. All right. From inside. All right, we're going to give you one more uh, sound clip, and this is going to be uh, the uh, Borla attack system driving by. That a good bark. <laughs> it didn't sound nice. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, Borla Catback 
exhaust system. Know your notes. What says Mike Finnegan? Silverado? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally guessing. I'm like, wow. Uh-huh. Dude, I had no clue. Come on. Oh, no, you got to guess again. You got to guess, 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 guess again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, can I hear it again? Yeah, it sure. Won't, it won't help, but I want to make you work for <laughs> this. Yeah, just, just play the drive-by again. Yep. Yeah. You're saying that's a definite, uh, that's a V8 for sure. Oh. That was... That's a tough one. That does sound that... like a V8 to me, though. Yeah. Okay. No, right. I agree. Well, I de- definitely said, yeah, V8. But do you know your notes? I, here, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out one more time here. Is it an SRT10? <laughs> it kind of sounds like an SRT10 to me. No, are you guys uh, are you guys ready? You're saying it's not. It's not. Oh wow, I suck. What is it? 2011 to 2020 Ford F150 5 liter Coyote. Ah, <laughs> All right, if you're looking for uh, some awesome sound to uh, emanate from the tail of your pickup truck, head over to Borla.com, where you will find exhaust systems that are proudly made in the USA from T304 stainless steel. Guaranteed not to drone and have a million mile warranty. That's Borla.com. And I think uh, all three of us are here to start the show. I think Mike needs to sing it with us, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face is like, I don't know the words. Please don't make me do this. I don't this. know the words. <laughs> Hit it, lightning. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman we do that every episode every episode we sing along with ourselves. It's like tools. Well, it's normally I love just that about us you. here. You got no shame. It's perfect. We used to have guests all the time, and then the COVID struck, and so you are uh, you're like an oasis in a dry desert of uh, mm-hmm. of human connection here in the podcast. <laughs> Wait, have I been the only guest? No. Uh, well, no, like during COVID in the studio. Uh, uh, well. We sure. might have had some no, others. Well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who did you sneak in here? No. No one at all. I mean, who'd you allegedly sneak in here? Not actually sneak uh, in. I mean, I'm not even here right now. Even better. Great phone connection. <laughs> right? All right, you want to uh, hang out for some email, Mike? Sure. All right. You email? Yeah. The look on Mike's face. Yeah. Every time we play a jingle, it's just priceless. <laughs> he's like, he's beat red right now. Your budget is so big, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> Got jingles. Dude, you don't even know the immoral favors we owe people for uh, these jingles. The whole time I was listening to that song, I was thinking of like a rule I have to pers- personal rule where don't know. stay in a tiny closeted room with two dudes recording audio. No, no, no. It's it's fully about email. Like, whenever like if I have to utter the words F it to myself before I hit enter. <laughs> Don't hit enter to sit on it for a day. I mean, that, I think yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know? no good can come from that. No, know? 100%. 100%. All right, well, we do a, a segment here uh, called Inbox where our uh, loyal listeners 
send us in uh, emails. So uh, To a truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. You want to start there, Mr. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inline six, subject line from Keaton. Hey, guys, what's up? I have a 99 Jeep WJ. What can I do for more power and torque? It can be anything. Six stars from Keaton. Hot wow. Day. Well, I don't have a six-star jingle. I have a... Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Six stars. Yes. Uh, I've got this one uh, from... Uh... Well, wait, wait. Stop. Oh, what? What's the answer? <laughs> oh, what are we doing, what for the, the what answer? Are we doing for the 99 Jeep WJ? Oh, geez. Sorry. It was, uh, You're the Jeep guy. I was skipped yeah. ahead there. Uh, I'm uh, trying to think about tuners. So, well, I don't know what engine he has. Does he have the V8 or does he have the straight six? I'm assuming he has a straight six if he's asking for power. Uh, those, they actually respond really well to a cold air intake, a throttle body spacer, uh, and, and a exhaust. real cold air intake, something yeah. that's not just a tube on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's actually programmers. Wait, did I just say a tube on a stick? You I did. meant a filter on a stick. A filter a on a tube? tube on a stick. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Lots. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, that those years of Grand Cherokee uh, respond really well to your basic power adders, your intake, exhaust, uh, induction, throttle body plate, and they do make tuners that can, uh, can up your power level on those. So uh, go over to... Uh, Quadratech's a good spot to uh, to go find Jeep parts for things like that. Quadratech is the, the Mamma Jamma of Jeep parts. They are the Mamma Jamma. Uh, okay, we've got this one here uh, called MT Extras. This might be a good one for Mike from uh, Mark uh, Havelka. says, hey, guys, what's the story on uh, Dirt Every Day and Roadkill Extras on the Motor Trend app? I haven't seen any new episodes this year, and rumor on the gram is they've been discontinued. These episodes were great for getting additional info and tech tips from the hosts. I hope these make a comeback soon. Keep mounting those parameters. I've actually been sitting on the email for about a month now, and then I realized Mike's in the studio, so why don't we just ask him? Do you know anything? Uh, they're dead. Okay. Gone, not coming back. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mark. Uh, and I really don't know why, because they were one of the most popular things on the streaming service. So. <laughs> All right, well, if yeah. you want to see more of Mike Finnegan, head over to the, uh, the Motor Trend On Demand app and see him in regular roadkill and not in the extras. Yeah, no more extra. Sorry. Okay. Uh, tired Suspension Blues from Paul. Hey, Lightning at Home, and I drive a 2009 Toyota Tundra with the Rock Warrior package, which has about 180,000 miles and a tired suspension. I noticed the tired suspension even more this winter with my snowmobile in the bed of the truck. What would you do? Airbags or stiffer suspension? Besides, the snowmobile, we have a 22-foot boat that we pull two miles to and from the lake in the summer, and I hunt in the fall, and the truck is well-loaded for long trips. So uh, it feels like the real answer is the three-quarter ton truck, but could there be another 100,000 miles left in this Tundra? One last question for Holman. Did I see a TRX on a road in Tahoe just before episode 145 was released? I think I did. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Mike, why don't you, why don't you just say yeah, buddy? We can have you do it live. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, there's a couple ways you could go there. Yes, on the TRX, we were up in Tahoe, so you did see us up there driving those things. Uh, that's where the media drive was. Um, okay. If it's tired and has a lot of miles, I would go to our friends over at DuralastParts.com uh, because you can upgrade the shocks and all that kind of good stuff. Or uh, if you're looking for more of a performance uh, upgrade, then uh, you could check out our friends over at Bilstein uh, or put some uh, Deaver Springs in the back to get some of that load capability back. If you don't want to spend the money on that and you just want to f- work with what you have currently, then I would say you could always add uh, airbags uh, or load bags in the back where you can adjust them just when you have a load if the truck's still handling well uh, unladen. 
So there's always that option. Or, of course, three, three-quarter ton truck. And just remember. Thanks for watching. And remember, everything matters. Everything matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if and Mike so had only you. seen that video. <laughs> all right. Uh, we've got this one from Travis Baker. We should explain that for a second. So it all started uh, when we, I don't know, a like couple months into our show. And I was at uh, Ultimate Callout Challenge in Brownsville, wherever it is. The diesel one. The diesel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the diesel event, right? And I'm listening to this woman do these uh, of, uh, these announcements. She's doing all these like bully dog tuner and all these things. She's, that's part of the package. When you buy, you spend your five grand as a sponsor, you get a sponsor read on the on the PA system, right? Right. They hire this girl, and she's doing these sponsor reads and and i'm hearing her flub the lines it's obvious that she is has never yeah she's reading it, read right, any of this right she's reading like, it but she has no idea like what she's reading or the inflection or even the words or how to it's enunciate just it yeah so bizarre and so well, i just whip out my phone and i start recording her so this piece do you have that clip i don't oh, i don't oh. it's it's like 15 minutes long it, it's all just a just a disaster but the one thing that stuck out is she's talking about this bully dog programmer. She says, if you leave it plugged into your uh, ODB port, not OBD, uh, <laughs> you can you can monitor those parameters instead of monitor your parameters. <laughs> yeah. and, and this is what I recorded. So, so you can. So that was a real thing. Your key engine parameters. So here's the problem with that: is we tried to locate her. And apparently, nobody has ever found her. Even the people who ran, we, we went to the people who ran the events. We have a friend who has his own event. Tried to figure out who she was because we wanted to have her on the phone uh, or you know on the on the show to uh, redeem herself. Because dude, for, since we started that, it's been hashtag mounted parameters. So we do hashtag yeah, yeah buddy mounted yeah, yeah, parameters, yeah. and that's like if you <laughs> check it out, there's over five thousand hashtags of mounted parameters. Yeah, and, right. Uh, so that's now a thing, and that's where it started. So somebody sent us a YouTube video of a girl who was hosting some sort of well, whatever that was it a fitness device or something what was it it was a it was a bizarre no it was a men's like a max remember maxim magazine mm-hmm. there was this some maxim like online portal okay. and they would have girls give you like a straight read on a product we watched these videos that were sent to us and her voice and, sounds identical and her, her voice is I, I mean listen to this this is uh, here let me hit this thanks for watching and remember everything matters and and what in is this up video, with the everything matters and, thing. And I, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And on her sponsor read, where she's doing some, I don't know, like a like a weight product, you know, like a or some kind of like a dumbbells or something. She just all the inflections wrong. It's just like our mounted parameters, girl. So we're still trying to find her. We it sounds like she, she read all of these like ads for diesel companies, and then got offended and was like lecturing everybody. Or did Everything she, matters. Like. Or did, well, so that's from like the 80s or 90s or something, the YouTube videos, Everything Matters. Yeah. And then the Mounted Parameters girl, she's in the wind. Dude, she's we, probably we, hanging out in Dead Valley. We totally want her on the show, but we can't find her. Yeah. All right, I got this one from uh, Travis Baker. It says, comments and requests. Lightning and Holman, try as I might, I can't keep up with your prolific podcasting, a.k.a. long-windedness. Right. I guess my commute just isn't long enough. I know I'm way behind on this, but I have a couple of thoughts I wanted to share with you. First, no offense to your guest Rick Wright in episode 153, but he just wasn't the right guy to answer your audience's questions. Fortunately for you, I know the guy for the job. My neighbor Tim has a degree in welding (laughs) engineering and has a YouTube channel, Tim Welds, Mm. focused on helping beginners get into welding. He's a down-to-earth, easy-to-talk-to guy, and most importantly, he's a truck guy. So I guess we should reach out to Tim Welds. You must be out of your mind. Dude, Rick was... 
great. I thought he was great too. He was a professional welder. By the way, not only is he a professional welder, the dude has 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 uh, uh, exhibits in museums around the country. Yeah, he, I don't know where Travis is saying he wasn't the right guy. Anyway, but Mike, here's the deal: we had a guy on who welds, and mm-hmm. Lightning and I are supposed to set up a welding competition mm-hmm. uh, where he's going to give us some things to weld, and mm-hmm. whoever welds the best wins. Yeah, and we haven't done it yet. Dude, you can cheat off the internet beforehand. No, I don't mean cheat the he's, contest. He's I mean, already tried to learn, yeah. My, yeah, my, my yeah, uncle yeah. taught welding for like 20 years and was a Navy welder. Why do you suck at it then? What's the deal? Well, because I don't do it enough. Oh. oh yeah, okay. booger welds. You, you can weld, can't you? Yeah, but I- But I, I was stick I welding. When I, when I hang out with my uncle, we stick weld. That's what's fun. I have zero formal training at all. And uh, But- You're doing my next roll cage. There's- uh, <laughs> No, I can do it. I can totally but are you, dro- you dropping dimes? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, now, but- I learned, I literally learned by doing, but when I, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm really mediocre. I'm not getting any better at this. And because I never went to school for it, I just started watching YouTube videos and there's a couple of places you can go that will really help. Like if you want to get really good at welding aluminum, there's a website called 6061.com. Oh, that's cool. Killer. You pay 45 bucks and it will teach you the best methods for welding aluminum, like any thickness. It's amazing. And then there's a guy on YouTube. He's got a uh, he's got a channel called the Fabrication Series or the Fabricator. I forget which. And um, killer welder, really easy to watch the videos. Very informative. I've learned so much just from those two places that my welding got way better. Like within a week, I was better. You know? Was it technique or was it? Was yeah, it was 100 percent technique. Or, okay, 100 percent technique. Like. Like, uh, I, I don't MIG weld much anymore. Ever since I learned to TIG weld, I just don't MIG weld. I don't Hashtag know. TIG only. Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy it. You know, I, I'm hairy. I burn my arms, you know. <laughs> I have a piece so, of slag on my wedding ring because I was stick welding and didn't have gloves on, and I can feel it every time right there while yeah. the slag melted into my uh, my wedding ring. And so, um, I don't know. Now I remember that one does, day I does, welded in last 20 hurt? years. Is it poking out at you? No, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, it's on the outside. It. Yeah, okay. it's just a piece of slag that embedded itself in my ring. And gotcha. it's like, you know, I feel it now. It's like, Dude, whatever. you got a whole bunch of Memories. stuff. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> you got a whole bunch of stuff at your shop now. All kinds of cool tools. I want to talk about a second. We got one more email, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfrozen tea. I, I haven't finished this Is, one. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, go ahead and finish. All right, and he says, uh, second, if you're taking requests for future content, I'd love to get a break from all the depressing EV, EPA, and crazy new truck price tag talk, and here's something about classic 4x4s. For example, if you could have any classic 4x truck, what would it be and why? This is a good one for our, our, our guest. Uh, I know for me it would be a 79 F-150 short bed, the uh, best-looking truck ever made. Third, as a design engineer myself, I love it when you guys have design engineers on. Chief engineers are okay, too, but I have to chuckle when Lightning asks them what part of the vehicle they design. Those guys don't design anything. Finally, thanks for keeping me buried in episodes. I never have to worry about running out. And that's from Travis. So uh, let's go around the uh, room here. Uh, Mike, start with you. If you have any classic 4x4 truck, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, dude, Ram Charger. Got to be honest. That's oh, solid. Ram Charger. Or, or would you do the Plymouth version, the Duster? Nobody builds those. Nobody builds Ram no, Chargers. They don't. I mean, there's a few of them, but yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be four-wheel drive. It could be either one, to be honest. You'd slam it if it was uh, two-wheel drive, wouldn't 100%. you? 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Big wheel wells. Yeah. Uh, Lightning, any 4 by 4 truck? Yes. Vintage. Uh, well, it's not super vintage, but an OBS. I want a, uh, a four-door Ford. Dude, it's crazy. Man. Those trucks are so expensive. Yeah. They are expensive. expensive. They're almost like Tacomas. Our buddy, uh, Duramax Rhino, down there in San Diego, he uh, he's he just finished his. It's gorgeous. It's that uh, 
Porsche, like concrete gray color. Oh, Seema gray. Yeah. yeah. Is that what Seema gray yeah. is? that what it is now? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have a Seema gray truck. I really. love his truck. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. I love his truck. That, that'd be mine. It's, it's not ugly. It's a great color. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, just everybody. It's trendy. Yeah. A little yeah. trendy. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> damn it. Uh, for, <laughs> for me, I think I would go with, uh, I'd go with the Ford F-250 High Boy with a mm. uh, rock crusher in it. David Kennedy has a dope for it. He does, dude. He does. Rad. Yeah, we we should have David on the show. I haven't had. I haven't talked to. Actually, I talked to him via text last week, but I haven't like had an actual t- conversation. NHRA's David Kennedy, yeah. Yeah. former Hot Rod editor David Kennedy, and former yeah. Diesel Power. Diesel Power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a good dude. He's a good yeah. dude. He's the best kind of dude, actually. He's a smart chap, you might He's say. A smart yeah. chap. Yeah. yeah. Very. Uh, they say uh, a gray matter. Lots of gray matter up there. You have gray matter on your face, which yeah, is I interesting. Yeah, I do have gray yeah. matter. Dude, you've got just as much on your I yours. do have a little bit right here. Look yeah. at how gray. Like, yeah. like, mine's gray. Even Mike's got mine's a little bit of gray. Mine's almost white right oh, here. Yeah. But you're white, dude. Yeah. Yeah, if you are if you grew that thing out, Santa Claus at the mall. A year from now, max. It's possible. Yeah. So you guys are fine, though, because they don't make just for men for gingers, right? So <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do anything about this. So you could be a brunette or a blonde. You can't be in the middle. No, you really can't. Really. <laughs> Up. You're not full ginger though. It's just brownish. Nah, it's brownish. His, beard, his beard's yeah. ginger though. It's literally just this. Yeah, but it has turned white. I think it's all the carbon monoxide. Yeah, it might it's, be. It's possible. <laughs> uh, unfrozen tea. Subject line from Lars. So hey Holman, I think the reason it doesn't freeze is because it's got so much sugar in it. Well, let's tell the backstory. That, okay, on this. yeah. All right. So a couple weeks ago, we were in the studio, and I had one too many Dr. Peppers that day. There's no water, but I found some tea. And I like my go-to if I'm not drinking water, Dr. Pepper's sweet tea. Mm-hmm. And so I found some Snapple peach tea back, but it was warm. It was in like the you know the the flat that you can get at the grocery store. So I thought I'm going to go to the hot rod fridge here. I'm going to punch a hole in the solid block of ice and auger it in there. <laughs> and then by the end of the show, I'll have cold tea. Forgot about it. Last week or a couple weeks ago, I come in the studio and I go, oh, I got tea in the freezer. So I pull it out. The tea is not frozen. Well, the bottle's frozen. No, no, no. The bottle has a has a coat of frost on it, and the tea's still liquid. Now, you're in Georgia now, so mm. maybe you can answer this for me. That reminds me of every time I'm traveling and I go to get sweet tea from somewhere, like Chick-fil-A or Rudy's or, or whatever, they brew them warm, and then they, you put the ice cubes in it, but the tea never seems to be as cold as soda. The tea is always slightly warm. Mm-hmm. So I asked our listeners, somebody has to know and be able to tell me why tea doesn't freeze. And so uh, go back to Lars Z. Well, yeah, because he says it's the sugar. He says, the reason I say it's sugar is because my grandma used to make freezer jam, and it wouldn't ever get rock hard. It would get close, but not fully hard. And my mom uh, told me it was because of the sugar. Uh, why? Then why does soda freeze? There's way more sugar in soda. Jello doesn't though. That's true. Jello doesn't. Listen, we're going down the rabbit hole here. I, I Someone a, has to know. Dude, I don't know. But <laughs> you know what's scarier than that is some of the other things that don't make any sense in the grocery store. Like All right. Velveeta. Yeah. Not in the refrigerated section. Right. Bo- it's, bottom of the shelf in the middle of the store. How are we not dead? Right. It's plastic. My old man used to make this dip, and it was a block of Velveeta. Yep. And then a in jar the of pot. jar of paste. Yeah. Throw it in a bowl, microwave it. Done. It was the bomb, queso dip. Scary. I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, it's a cheese product, what, right? Yeah, right? Well, that's right. It's a cheese product. <laughs> yeah. How are we not dead? You're still here. Yeah, you're fine. I, it's I a mean, preservative. You should not, but I am. I mean, maybe I mean, the whole thing with, uh, you know, grocery store food going dude, guys, bad. Guys, let's be honest. 
The people that drop dead early are the runners. They're the vegans, the vegetarians. Mm. They're not flat. Yeah. They're Listen, not fat drink, slobs like us. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm smoking cigars. Too much Dr. Pepper. Like, I'm going to be good. Dude, the for woman a while. that you were talking about yes. the other. She's 107 years old. She, she drank like. Well, she passed away at like 106, I think, or one of those. She drove like drunk she, like three Dr. Peppers so her, a day. Her yeah, three Dr. Peppers a day for like 40 years, and told her doctor, uh, and her doctor's like, you can't do that. And her quote was. I've had lots of doctors tell me I can't do that. They're all dead. I'm still here. Yeah, you know why? I'm like I'm in. I'm into that. She's not stressed out. Neither are you. Oh no, he's stressed out. I'm definitely stressed out. He's gonna die. Stress is what kills you. It's not like you're out of Dr Pepper. No, definitely not out of Dr Pepper. What I was gonna say is maybe it's a conspiracy amongst grocers in this company to make us buy more groceries by telling us food goes bad. Maybe it really doesn't go bad. Maybe there doesn't need to be a refrigerated section. That's some funky smells though. I was on a road trip, and one of the crew on Roadkill, we were staying in RVs, not hotels. <laughs> and, How many uh, do an RV? Uh, it wasn't bad. It was like three. But there, one of them you know, was, had a pretty hipster diet, <laughs> and the first thing he did was <laughs> put some kale in the fridge, oh. and it immediately went bad. And uh, it didn't matter that we banished the kale dude, to, to the unknown. That RV reeked of like dead kale. That's weird. The Why whole is, trip. is it as bad as steamed broccoli? No, steamed yeah, broccoli is okay with it's butter worse. and stuff. No, steamed broccoli but here's reeks. The, but here's the deal with kale. If it's that healthy for you, why does it infest everything with its nasty, I'm going dead smell? Because mm, it's hipster. It's got to force its thing on you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what I realized? We have not given our friend Mike Finnegan a uh, proper welcome to the Truck Show Podcast since we didn't know he was going to be on today. Oh, uh, then we need to play... Here we go. Truck Famous Hero Star VIP Ace Big Wave Hotshot Truck Famous Big Shot Big Deal Big Gun Big Cheese Heavyweight Superstar Truck Famous That's what you are. <laughs> you're, you're I do famous. remember that from the last time. No, we are. Oh, that means we have to play oh, something. No. Oh, oh no! Oh no! How uh, dare I do that? Um, oh, you know, I know what it is. Mm. Old timey shop talk because uh, Mike has spent all day in the roadkill garage. Oh, okay. What's in the shop? What's in the shop? Just what's in your shop? A segment where handsome guys talk about your build, the crazy consumption that'll keep the I like that better. You like that, oh, you like that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mike's into the old timey. Um, I mean, so there's no reason for us to uh, play What the Truck with Mike, right? You mean, What the Truck? No, not really. All right. How about, um, I don't know. I'm what just, is So That Happened? Oh, So That Happened. I'm so curious about uh, that. Mike coming into the show. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, so that So that happened. So that's um, that's like a a trend that we're not proud of, or yeah. maybe like a truck a good, truck nuts, something let's like that. Start with that. What what trend <laughs> happened that you wish would go away? Uh, well, I think it's pretty much gone. But you know, flesh colored truck nuts. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that probably didn't need to happen. <laughs> uh, now, were you were you a fan of uh, bulls balls or truck nuts? I never. I didn't rock either. I got to be honest. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I yeah. You know, mm. they were entertaining though. You know. I always wanted to make a set. I think we uh, Holman and I talked about this on an episode. I wanted to make a set of stainless steel 
truck nuts that were so massive they just dragged on the ground, kind of yeah. like a mini truck, and just they sparked. Titanium. Well, there yeah. were oh, people titanium. who had titanium truck nuts. You could yeah. get truck nuts that sparked. They're, they made, I've, I had seen those in the past. Really? Yeah. That's one long scrotum. I mean, it's a lot of sack there. Maybe we should make Mike do a truck review for us. A, a review, what is, of a C10? Uh, sure. What truck are you currently working on right now? Is it the C10? Um, define current. Uh, to be honest. Within the last six months. Uh, I worked on the C10, Square Force One, Lincoln Hawk. Um, oh, that's what we're going to do. Mike much. is going to give us a truck review. We can, of, we can and, talk about the Duramax you helped me get that I haven't put in anything. No, no, no. We're, we're not going to talk about all the things that have uh, that, that we failed on. Hey, so uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about. I want a uh, truck review from Mike mm-hmm. on the Ram truck. I want to know truck review. Yeah, rolling golden dragon truck nuts. <laughs> all right, you didn't Wh- see that coming, did you? <laughs> I did not see the truck nuts. Coming. Which which uh, ramp truck do you have left, and what the hell is that thing like to drive? Uh, I have them all still, except the green one. The green one's gone. Do you have the uh, six door? Is that still around? That's gone too. Okay, yeah. Uh, that one technically was not a ramp truck. That was a 1998 Ford F650 stretched with. Six doors. That thing was cool, and it had a oddly enough Cummins twelve valve. I thought the uh, green one was cool too. I thought the that gr- was kind of the right. green one was dope, but uh, it got like five miles to the gallon. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not much. It just looked cool. <laughs> well, and also the reason, the actual reason I got rid of the green one was it got me banned for life from the local sports park. Wait, what? Why? Which my wife is really not thrilled about because our kids are getting older and they're going to want to go to that sports park (laughs) and their dad can no longer take them to a Little League game because I'm banned for life. Well, tell us more. So um, there's a sports park like six miles from me. It's not far at all. And when you say sports park, you're talking about what? It's got a baseball baseball field and all that stuff stuff or what? Oh, no. a community thing? It's worse than that. Being banned from this is like being banned from Disneyland because it has like Oh, no, so this has uh, mini golf or something? Oh, it's got mini golf, bowling, minor league baseball fields, oh. a wakeboard park with like a cable that. What the hell you around. did you do? So, it's a perfect place to do burnouts. I thought because <laughs> you drive right through the middle of the sports park, up a hill, past two barricades, <laughs> and it's dead ends at a cul-de-sac. Right. Well, if you go up there and you turn around, it overlooks the entire complex. Even so, better. I need to put a supercharger on the green ramp truck okay. because it had a broken taillight. Because hashtag supercharger. And so, uh, <laughs> because it had a broken taillight. It did. So I fixed it with a supercharger. Yeah. And so we went up there, you know, very scientific. We had to see how well it would do a burnout before we put the blower on. So we went up there in about March and allegedly did burnouts. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And then we installed the supercharger and went back there know, about a month and a half later and I was kind of on a tight deadline to make a YouTube video, and the only day I could do it just happened to be the day they were having Little League games. Oh! So we went up past the Little Leaguers, up the hill. Now, when you went by them, did you blow the air horn and wave so that you got extra attention? I ducked down in the seat. Gotta be honest, I did. (laughs) (laughs) We went up past the barricades to the top of the cul-de-sac, turned the truck around, and my friend Dave was driving, and I looked out and went, this is not a good idea, but we really need this burnout so I can upload this video to YouTube today. Yeah. So he did it. and Was it epic? 
It was amazing. Was it at least uh, two shifts, maybe it, three? It was. It got into third gear with the blower. Yeah. A lot of wheel speed, a lot of smoke, a lot of noise because there was no exhaust on the truck. <laughs> and it stopped all activity on two different baseball fields. The kids turned oh. around and watched it happen. Please tell me they were cheering. Yes. I don't know. There was a lot of noise. I couldn't hear nothing. <laughs> and so as soon as he finishes, I'm like, we need to go. So get in the truck, drive past the barricades. Angry dudes on a golf cart were coming at us. We didn't stop. We just kept going. <laughs> I literally slouched down in the seat while filming, and I uploaded the video. And I don't know, maybe a month later, uh, I'm down in the garage working. My wife calls me, and she's like, there's two cops upstairs. Oh, cops. On a mic. All right. And at this point in my life, for the first time in my life, I'm not afraid. Because my dad cannot kill me, you know? I'm not like, oh, my God, my dad's going to kill me because I did something stupid and the cops are here. So I roll upstairs, and they're like, Mr. Finnegan, you know why we're here. And I'm like, no, no, I got no idea. Would you like to come in? You want some water? Can I help you, you know? Sure. Would you like a cheese Danish? Yeah. and uh, Some Velveeta. They're like, is Mr. Newburn here? And I'm like, hell yeah, he is. Let me go get him. He's downstairs. So we bring Dave up. And he's like, there's two cops from two different counties. And, um... (laughs) He goes, okay. Do you think they arm wrestled to see who got to uh, slap the bracelets on who? Dude, I don't know. But like, (laughs) they're like, okay, Mr. Finnegan, you did the burnout in the green ramp truck on March 7th without the blower. And Mr. (laughs) Newburn, you did the burnout with the blower. Here's your citations. Oh, you got tickets? Yeah. Also, fill these forms out because you are now banned for life from the sports complex. Wait, boo! That's ridiculous. <laughs> for, for a freaking burnout, would these people have no soul? Like, dude, that's a burnout. It's a slap on the wrist. That was awful. I mean, that was they, that was awful. You're an a-hole. You admit to being an a-hole. You pay your uh, $200 of exhibition of speed, and everybody goes back to life. Sort of, yes. Oh. Sure, you could do that. You could do that. <laughs> or, you know, I, I said, hey, I thought I was doing the right thing, doing it on a closed road. Behind the barricades. Oh, that's smart. What they issued me tickets for, and I'm actually grateful for it, was- Disturbing um, the peace. Driving on a closed road. Oh. Oh. That's what we got tickets for. Not exhibition of speed, nothing that would get us points on our license, none of that stuff. However- Was either one of them a fan of roadkill, and when he said sign here, it was like an eight by 10 of you? No, but they (laughs) clearly watched my YouTube show, Finnegan's Garage, because they had the evidence. They knew the dates. They knew that I did it with Mm. no supercharger. All in the name of science. They right. knew that Dave did it after the blower. Please installed. tell me, please tell me, as they were handing you the citation, that you looked at them, pointed, winked, and said, "Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the view." I did not, but I, <laughs> I was, it was, I was all I could do to contain the laughter because I was just like, "Oh my god!" No, it's so worth signing this, this piece of paper. Okay. You're not trying to shoot me. My dad can't kill me. Like, yeah. I will gladly sign this. So, but the, the bummer about this whole thing is. A the sportsplex is really good, you know. So on rainy does, days, my wife likes to go there. Where does the that stand? Bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a picture. My picture is somewhere on a wall in security, and I cannot go there. But the worst part about it is within the sports park is the Lord's Chicken. There's a Chick Fil A. No, there's a Chick Fil A. You closest, can't go to that either. The closest Chick Fil A to me is in the sports park, oh. and I cannot go there and get the Lord's Chicken anymore. So, oh, dude, um, that's the worst part of this whole story. It kind of sucks. It does. Mm. So I've never been banned by a place that has Chick Fil A. So because of that, I got rid of the green truck because that truck was like driving around with a target on my <laughs> back. And um, when you said goodbye to the cops, did you say thanks for watching? And remember, everything matters. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank God it never gets old. No, it doesn't. <laughs> At least we don't think so. Oh. I'm sure our listeners do, but we, so what? It's been so long since we actually did a show face-to-face with another human. Like, we're, play, we're pulling out all the stops for you, Mike. I was only going to be here 20 minutes. They won't let me leave. Help me, help me, help me. Help me. So, so your, okay. your family can still go. You just can't. Right. So right. now, when the, you know, the kids are getting older, mm. when they want to play baseball, when they want to go to the wakeboard park, their mother has to take them. But let's be honest. They don't really know it's you. People have masks on now. You can figure out a way to go there. I, so I've thought about that. I'm like, I can probably go to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But how embarrassing would it be to get like popped? For trespassing? For trespassing at a sports park. Because you need the Lord's chicken. Yeah, right. You're going to walk in and the guy behind the counter is like, try again. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. All right. Uh, what is, so I know what my Chick-fil-A order is. What's yours? Oh, spicy chicken, no pickle. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. You got to do pickle. It's no tomato. No, no. No, They don't put tomato. tomato. Oh, you're right. right. You got to have the pickles. Yeah, uh, you got to have the pickles. You got to have the pickles. So I'm spicy chicken. Your opinion is wrong. No. (laughs) I'm spicy chicken, but then I add the Chick-fil-A sauce on top of it. Mm, Okay. All right. Yeah. Solid. See, I hold it in such high regard. I don't need to put the sauce on it. They uh-huh. got it right. Yeah, they, they did get it right. You Except know, for the pickle. Okay, so go, we always like venture off into food on this show, uh, which is why we have the physiques that we do. <laughs> um, and I recently had a chicken sandwich uh, epiphany. Mm. I'm not lying. This, is, this actually mm-hmm. happened. So McDonald's starts touting on TV, oh, we got a chicken sandwich now. And you're going, your previous chicken sandwich sucks. All McDonald's food is emergency food. Mm. But the chicken looks so juicy on TV, and I have a McDonald's literally about uh, 200 yards from my house. I'm like, I can almost smell it. I just, I got to know if it's any good. And I still hadn't had the Popeye's chicken, which is everybody's like, oh, it's better than Chick-fil-A. So I'm like, no, that's it. Hold on, hold hold on. So I'm going going on a chicken mission, all right? I've made it my mission for the week that I am going to consume all the chicken sandwiches within a five-mile radius of all the restaurants so I can figure out- And then die. If I'm wrong about Chick-fil-A being the best. Mm -hmm. So I go to Wendy's, and it's like, yeah. It's, it's, when it's not dried out, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's like mid-tier, right? Like, yeah. it's not top-tier, but it doesn't suck. Yeah. I go to McDonald's, and I go spicy. See, Chick-fil-A does it where the spice is in the breading, and that's what makes Chick-fil-A special. Everybody else adds some gooey sauce on top of it. And the McDonald's chicken itself was okay, but the sauce was super smoking, way overwhelmed everything. Mm-hmm. Just super unimpressed. So then I'm like, I got to go to Popeye's because that was the big thing. People were selling them out of the trunks of their car. Some dude bought it on eBay, 24 hours old. Lame. Rioting. They were rioting. Right, right. Over freaking Popeye's. The the bun is good. It's a brioche bun. You're right. So I get the sandwich and it's massive. The thing is like, you know, it's like eight inches around of of brioche bun and a big fat real chicken breast. But it sucks. The se- the seasoning's nowhere near as good as Chick-fil-A. The sauce is dripping off every corner of the chicken, and you don't even taste the pickles on it. And you're just going to like, that is not, that doesn't beat the Lord's chicken. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. And where where does the epiphany come in? The epiphany is that Chick-fil-A is still right. Oh. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been to the mountain. I walked down the mountain, and then I went back up to the top of the mountain because I realized I was already there. I see. Is Unless the, it's Sunday. Unless it's Sunday. Unless no, it's Sunday. Okay. All right. So then that's the question. What do you do on Sunday if you're craving chicken sandwiches? In and out. If you're craving chicken sandwiches, you, you don't get it. You go to In and Out. I mean, is there a substitute for Chick Fil A? Uh uh-uh. oh, Bojangles. Mm. You got Bojangles? Bojangles? Out here? No, Bojangles is like stops at Texas. I think. Pretty damn good. I've had Bojangles in the uh, in the airport, and for airport food, I thought it was all right. In terms of chicken biscuit in the morning, yeah, it's 
Bohanglis or, you know, Popeyes. Okay. They're Thai there, I think. Yeah. So this is interesting because Mike grew up here with us in Southern California and now lives completely on the other side of the world in Were Georgia. You in Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> we have gone on this whole thing about Whataburger versus In and Out versus Five Guys versus. We had a surprising revelation about Culver's. Came yeah. from nowhere, and, and it was like it's like holy crap, that's good. One of our listeners said, "Hey guys, heads up, you need to go to Culver's." And we were like, "Ah, oh, sure, whatever." And we tried it, and they were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and Culver's, wait, what? Culver's destroyed Whataburger. So now it's like for me, it's In and Out, Culver's, then Whataburger. And Culver's is a late entry into the chicken war. They they now have the sandwich. Do they? Haven't Didn't had know it yet, that. Oh, I think the, the closest Culver's that I'm aware of is St. George, Utah. That's a, that. I mean, do we have to road trip to St. George and try the Culver's chicken when sandwich? When someone tells us that there's a Nissan Hardbody to be found in uh, Salt Lake, we'll mm. drive right through. Dude. Mm. And let me throw something else out there that right. you're, you're probably not going to agree with me. Um, In-N-Out is not at the top of the list for me. Ooh. Ain't even close. That ain't true! Mm. That's not true! Five guys. Way better. No. So get your facts straight. <laughs> so, so it's not Five Guys, though, because here's the deal. Oh, right, five will, Guys rules. I will give you this. By no, the way, Five Guys five, is... Re- no, no five, five Guys is... It's it's 5,000% too much money for their freaking well, okay, food. But, well, that's because they screw you by having everyone has two patties, right? No, you, don't like, have to, you don't have to get with two patties. I know. You have to ask, so like if you don't know to ask. But here's the thing. John, you look like you want both patties. Uh, I'm just saying. I don't, it's not want, it's need. I have to, I've got to uh, uh, maintain this. So listen to me. <laughs> The thing about Five Guys is all quality ingredients, and it's a decent burger. Like, and the fries have Cajun seasoning, which I really like. But the problem is that it just tastes like individual ingredients on a burger, whereas In-N-Out... Cohesive. Some, yeah, In-N-Out's like the sushi of hamburgers. It's like the clean taste and the freshness of In-N-Out, and it all works together to... It's like I'm drooling right now. <laughs> it's in my beard. It's you can so tell, good. You can tell afterwards we're headed there. Yeah, it, we're gonna it's go open until one. It's not a bad burger, but the patty's too thin and the fries are just meh. Yeah, the, 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 uh, fries well done, animal style fixes that. It does you fix it, but it's a mask. You shouldn't have to. I agree. It's not my favorite fry. Like, let's be sure. real. I'm like, not saying it's the best fry, but right. I'm saying there are ways to mitigate the the fry. You shouldn't have to though. But I shouldn't have to ask for Especially not if you wait in that line. Like that's the true. line that's going around the block through the drive-through. You yeah, but see that to. that line is just be that's a club in Hollywood where there's no one actually in the club. It's just a line outside, <laughs> which makes everyone want to get in. No, that's what that no, line is about. No, they're actually slinging burgers. Uh, yeah. Do you think they're paying people to just sit in line? It's possible. Mm. We had it's possible. Well, no, Smart. we had a uh, a listener. What two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Tell us about uh, In and Out coming to his town, and there was a line for what a burger, and there wasn't one for In and Out, and he went. To the In and Out line to see what the hype was about, and said In and Out was better. And we're like, yeah, that's right. It reminds me of the lottery. Like there's a, a there's here. a liquor store nearby uh-huh. here, right? Yeah. And one day I was I was driving past it, and there was a line out the door because down somebody the block. had won there, right? No, 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 it was better than that. I I pulled over. I was like, what the hell is going on at this liquor store? And I roll up, and I'm like, dude, what are you in line for? He's like, uh, well, hold oh. on, it, it was a, it was a. Real big fish in store at the Tower Wow in no. Long Beach. It's no. definitely no? not that. Okay. No, All right. No. But uh, Homeboy's like, oh, man, Lotto. It's $465 million. I'm like, where were you last week when it was like 360? Like, 460 is your number? You're not going to wait in line <laughs> yeah, yeah. until then when your odds are really bad? <laughs> and uh, it blew my mind. And yeah. uh, like a week later, no line again. You know? That's the thing. That about happens Lotto, here as well. That happens everywhere. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. 
Very weird. It's because people don't get the message until they see it on TV or in the news or their feed on you know social media. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, it's as if a hundred million wasn't enough, right? Yeah, yeah. one million. It's ridiculous, yeah. dude. Thousandaire. I'm yeah. down, uh, dude. I'd yeah. love to be a thousandaire someday. I'm down. My wife is a thousandaire. She just shares with me on occasion. So, dude, keep lucky. her. I want to hear more about your C10. Because on your Finnegan's Garage YouTube channel, which is uh, always fun to watch because it's... Uh, Can I ask him a question before we get to the C-10? Yes, sir. Have the turbos on the boat sucked in any small animals or birds out of the air? No, oh, but they need air filters bad. I've sucked in some <laughs> other things. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I, mean, I watched one of your videos you posted. It was like, oh, my God. Because now, what about your wife and her hair? Like, No, we or, talked about that last oh, time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not ridden in it yet. Oh, she hasn't? No. She's scared? No, no. It just hasn't, like... The only times I've driven that boat, and I've driven it a lot, it's just been during the day when she's at work and I've been screwing around at the lake. Uh-huh. Like, she has a real job. Yeah. Um, yeah, as is mine. And so she's, like, on the weekends, that lake is pretty rough, and that's that turbo boat is not the kind of thing you want to be out on a lake. <laughs> when, well, for our listeners that aren't familiar with your uh, jet boat, explain. Okay, so it's a 19-foot-long fiberglass jet boat. The whole weighs That four, belongs in Havasu. Pounds. Yeah. Um, the whole weighs 420 pounds. The complete weight of the boat is about 1,600 pounds, and it has 1,700 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't seen, go go find Mike's uh, social. There's videos of that thing accelerating, and it's ungodly. And listen, anytime you post a video online, it never is as fast as it is in real life, I'm trying right? To, I'm trying to think of someone. You gave someone for a, a ride, and then you let someone drive it. Who was that recently? In the last, There's like, only been one person, Cletus uh, McFarlane. There it is, Cletus McFarlane. Guy. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, and it freaked him out, and he didn't. you had to teach him how to steer because you didn't want him to roll it. Yeah. And that was funny because I was, you, you were kind of uncomfortable to, to hand over the reins, right? To I'm give him the steering wheel. Bad passenger. Yeah. Like, right. As I, most I'm people are. Most people are, passenger. right? But Cletus is a pretty good driver, you yeah. know. I'll tell you, uh, Lighting's a decent passenger, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't make noises and stuff when we're hitting whoops and things. He, He's, he hangs. I soak oh. it up, yeah. yeah. Come on out, sign the waiver. You so know. <laughs> tell me about uh, tell me that about that experience. Well, first finish the boat talk, what it is, the turbo, the displacement, all that, and then tell me about the Cletus. Sure. So it, Did uh, you say the Cletus? The Cletus. The Cletus. Yeah, it's like the, yeah. So it has a, a 711 cubic inch Hemi with <laughs> twin 85 millimeter turbos. Um, it runs on 118 octane race fuel. <laughs> it makes 1700 horsepower on nine pounds of boost. I've never turned, I haven't turned it up from there. Um, and so it's like being fired out of a cannon, I think. Which is, by the way, crazy because those turbos will do. It'll make 3,500 horsepower. Well, but I would say those, those turbos will do 60 pounds of boost. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And you're at nine. I'm at nine. <laughs> yeah. So it's a complete waste of what turbo. What do you have to do with the, uh, with the, Actual jet drive in order to keep that surviving. I, I've broken it already. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got pretty damn good parts in it, and I managed to break it. Um, do you have to do like- I'm, I broke it while Cletus was with me in the boat. I oh, did, really? I didn't oh. know it. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know it was broken when we were driving it. Now, d- is there anybody who makes like heavy-duty parts, or is there, are they cryoed, or do you have to take something off the shelf and modify it to, to live that long? This is not a Bravo 2 outdrive or something? It's really not. It lives longer than us. It's got great parts. It's got a stainless steel impeller. It's got a really, really good pump shaft. It's made of Aquamet, I think is what it's called, and um, really good parts from American Turbine. Aquanet, that was something a lot of people in the 80s kept their hair. Yeah, exactly. Right? All yeah. the uh, yeah. Yeah. hip-hop for, girls. It's good for jet drives. The fly, the, the fly girls. <laughs> and, uh, so it's all really good parts, but at the end of the day, the, 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 the housing of it, the outer structure, it's cast aluminum. Oh. And that's what I've been breaking. Um, the Australians, you know, in Australia, um, 
They're, oh, they're making they, billet jet drones. Just now. ask Lightning. They have rhinos down there. What? Did I say that? <laughs> I think I was trying to be funny. When I went there, I didn't <laughs> no. see a single koala or a single kangaroo. I'm sorry to wrong. Like, those that's are unicorns that's for like, tourists. That's like when I went to Canada, to Newfoundland, mm. and not one Newfie dog was walking around. They had like chihuahuas and stuff up there. You're going, where are the hell are all the Newfies? You got very, ripped off. Very disappointed. Yeah. So anyway, it's a super fun jet boat that's totally useless in everyday life. And uh, Cletus McFarland's a good friend of mine, and he came up. Went for a ride in it and then decided he wanted to drive it. And I don't know why I said yes, because I've never let anybody drive it. Um, Is that because <laughs> you don't want them to break it because you're scared of dying in it because it's da- dangerous or it's, all, all of the above? It's stupid dangerous. Okay. It's really like it's the stupidest sport you could ever get into. Too many things can go wrong. Um, like lift. It's the kind of thing where like if the motor ever turns off while you're going wide open, the boat lands in the water. It just like long, lawn darts, right? And it throws you out of the boat oh. or through the boat. You know, you're you're going swimming and it ain't gonna be good. Um, but Cletus is a good friend of mine and I've watched him drive stuff really fast on land and I'm like, he's not an idiot. Well I'll let him drive it, you know. And uh, and he did fine. He really did. Um but was he giggling? I'm oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I got him almost convinced to buy one. Oh, not oh. one like that. Well, hold, hold on a second. He he didn't just hop on the throttle. Like he was pretty reserved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As as he should have been. But that was all in the spit. He went from idling it around, rolling it over on plane, to matting it in the span of five minutes. You know, okay. it all happened. pretty I mean, that's quickly. a pretty fast progression. Yeah, yeah. Like like I've. I've worked up to this boat. Like I, I've been doing it for like twenty years, and my first boat only went seventy miles an hour. And this fool jumped. Only say, what's, what's the theoretical top speed of this boat? I I honestly don't know. So this style of hull has been as fast as like one hundred and eighty-five miles an hour back in the day. Oh wow! Um, but nobody's done that in a long time. Like those dudes were getting. Yeah, but hit. water hasn't changed. It's still hard as all hell. So yeah. you can still can't compress it. It hurts. Yeah, I, I, you could probably you know theoretically you have enough power to go that fast. I would imagine, right? I have more power than the guys that were going that fast back then. What? I mean, back in the day, it's funny because the guy that I work for, Gail Banks, who you know, yeah. was big in the 80s. Oh, yeah. making Like in, the, in Southern California, you, had, you either had like a, a Gail Banks engine or a Keith Black engine oh, or one of those, say right? That. I read yeah. about both Keith those Black. dudes. Right, so those guys were like superstars in that industry and those yeah. boats were hauling ass if they were doing 100. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you had a 100-mile-an-hour boat in the 60s, you were the man, you know? Now, you have a 100-mile-an-hour boat, you're just- You're just another dude at the lake. Yeah, that's stock. You know, that's crazy. What I like is a uh, 70, 17 foot Boston Whaler Montauk. Oh, that's boring. As yeah, hell. just no, bo- so boring. <laughs> hey, it won't sink. So, Cletus McFarland, mm-hmm. how long have you known him? And tell me about your opinion of his rise to superstardom, uh, YouTuber superstardom. I met Cletus at the PRI show, uh, I don't know, four years ago or something like that. Um, and uh, he is as genuine in person as he is on his uh, videos. And what he's done is just inspired a whole lot of people, including me. Like, um, he is an incredibly intelligent person who has a long plan, a long game. And, like, buying the Freedom Factory was, like, the... Yeah, you know, I just cool told you, I'm banned for life for going to do a burnout. Yeah. That dude doesn't have that problem anymore because he yeah. bought a place to just do And it's burnouts. not that far from you, right? Uh, no, nah, he's like seven hours. Seven it hours isn't bad. Okay. Um, well, I'm thinking in terms of like us out here, seven hours isn't a bad drive to go. 
It's a four-hour flight, but yeah. Yeah, that's like driving to Vegas for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not that far, and, and I see him pretty frequently. He's actually going to be at my house next week. Well, so hold on, hold on, hold on. You're skipping past. So you were meeting him at PRI as, in what terms? Like you were at a booth together, like I was signing in a, autographs? I was what? in a booth signing autographs, and he was walking by and said hi. And I knew who he was. I'd seen his videos. And but then, four um, years ago, he was not the Cletus McFarland that he is today. Like, he's got that, what they call that internet uh, hockey stick growth, like when a stock yeah. is doing like yeah, $2, $4, $6, $100. Like, it's just explosive. Yeah, and, and I don't want to put words in his mouth at all, but his his path to that was pretty damn awesome. Like, he was handling the social media for 13, 20 videos. And um, they were at, I think, Rocky Mountain Race Week, maybe like four years ago. And turned the camera at him and he just decided to be a redneck and that video the next morning had like a million views and he was like i'm on to something and that dude ended up dropping out of law school wow because oh, he, no kidding he saw the potential in who he was you know and what he could do with a gopro camera that's pretty awesome i yeah. i dropped out of everything i was doing to start this podcast with you bad idea and uh, it's been amazing how well it's worked out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to sign and everything do look on the wall truck show podcast. Cool? yeah well you know what you just got to remember thanks for watching and remember everything matters no so he's had this meteoric rise yeah and uh i mean here's you mr successful you know a tv guy youtuber guy and then he just eclipses you. I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade oh, at you, does. but he like does. legit, hundred percent. And so, what's his long term plan? Because it sounds like he shared it with you. Freedom Factory, which, by the way, if you guys haven't checked out, it's all he, he had a live stream. Go, which go like to cleanusmcfarland.com. But it was a way. it was a freaking pay per view. Who does that? Like, I know yeah. that, which is bonkers. <laughs> like uh, today, if you're under 40, the only reason you'd ever do pay-per-view is a UFC fight, right? Right. Maybe if Holyfield is fighting somebody. Other than that, you'd never spend a penny on that. Yeah. People threw down cash to see that, which is mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and and so what's the long game for him? I well, To I, do more of that and make I, more money. I, I, yeah, guess. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I don't see it stopping because he's, he's doing live events. At his own venue, the Freedom Factory, he's doing live events at other drag strips. He's doing pay-per-view stuff. Um, you know, and I don't want to talk out of turn, but I don't see any of that stopping. There's no reason to. Well, the, there's such the a hunger for it, too, because no one's doing that anymore. No. Because, no. you know, like corporations were taking over all the events, all the events that we grew up going to. They get gobbled up by an events, a quote-unquote events company, and they get watered down over time. Yeah. So then here you guys, you got a YouTuber that grew up going to those events. It's like, screw it. I'm going to go hog I'm gonna wild do it my, do way. my own thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it my way, right? And yeah. by the way, doing it his way is the way it used to be before, you know, all the lawyers and stuff got involved, right? And so if you remember the old way and you're like, I'm just going to do that because I own my own thing and don't care. Now, all of a sudden, you're doing something way cooler than anybody else can do. Well, and think about it. So, you know, for kids today, their celebrities are people off YouTube. Oh, for sure. My 13-year-old daughter is like everybody she knows is a YouTube star. Right. So now imagine your 13-year-old daughter being able to go somewhere in real life and meet that person. Yeah. And, you know, be five feet from them, you know, and and, and see what they're really like. And he's doing this six, seven, eight times a year. You know, so I upload about uh, one YouTube video every three months. That's not going to get you anywhere. So my kids, this is about, well, this is about what five I have years a video ago. with twenty thousand views now. Oh, good for you. This is about five years ago. My kids wanted to go to the Anaheim Convention Center because they had a YouTuber convention. I'm like, what? That's so lame. Of course, 
later that night, I see all the news cameras, you know, sending feeds back, and there's lines, thousands of kids long to go see the yeah. girls that do makeup or the guys that do pranks, all that stuff, you know, the smosh guys and all that stuff. I guess they're, I don't know if they still do it anymore, but it's still, it's that way today. Oh, yeah. And, and if you look on TikTok, it's all YouTube videos that have been, well, not all, but a lot of YouTube videos have just been repurposed on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Like Instagram, too. Like, you can watch TikTok on Instagram. Right. Most of the TikTok videos are on Instagram now, you know? And it's such a powerful thing. Like, like if you think about Roadkill Nights, like that event, we shut down Woodward Avenue and have street racing. That's and wild. And the city is behind it and yeah. Dodge is behind it. And that all came from two idiots driving cars on YouTube. Yeah, like, totally. That's literally why that thing exists, you know? They're like, and we want you guys to, you know, Roadkill Nights. Or, yeah. I mean, just... That platform is incredible. It is incredible. So... I don't. Did we ever talk about how his C10? Oh, geez, we yeah. We should go back and do that. We did. It's got a good story. By the way, my uh, my number one video on YouTube has twenty six thousand one hundred fifty eight downloads. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's it's not, not bad. bad for having like twelve videos on my on my page. That's not bad. That's really not. That's the uh, I did. Uh, I had a Ram TRX, and I did launch control zero to a hundred and seventy or one hundred and eight uh, shut off on there and said, hey, this is how it works. And so apparently uh, 97.7% Because you did it, it before anyone had, had stepped yeah, forward in yeah. one. Yeah, 333 likes. That's not bad. Dude, I haven't wanted a new truck in a long time. Dude. The TRX. That one so I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. But you can't even get one. Like, they're, they're sold out. Well, they are right. sold out. But but Ram openly, they said, we're going to make them until we can't make them anymore. Yeah. So oh, they are cool. going to make more. It's not, they're not doing it. They're not going to limit them on purpose. Like, it's a cash cow for them, for oh, sure. sweet. Um, what is your most viewed video of all time? Do you have any idea? Because I don't know. I'm I'm curious if you know. Um, oh, you know what? It's my C10. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think the first video I ever dropped about that C10, that was like the biggest thing on my channel. I don't even think the turbo boat has eclipsed that yet. Yeah. Well, Marine is kind of niche. You know, let's face it, it is. Yeah. I mean, even though it's big power and it's loud and all that stuff, it's not necessarily relatable to a guy that lives in anywhere else in the country that doesn't have lakes, you know, that type of thing. No, the only people that are watching those videos are just waiting for me to crash the thing. That's it's possible, it. yeah. That's Which I don't want to see. No. So don't do no. that. No. But you're, so what, what, was it, what was the deal with the C10 video that you put up? Was it the first where you're unveiling it? Or I don't remember that far back. So the story with that truck is when I was the editor of Sport Truck Magazine working, you know, next to Sean, um... I decided to build this thing, and uh, I built it in 07, I think. And it was, like, the first C10 I think I'd ever seen bagged, laying rocker on, like, 22-inch wheels. And it, it basically looked like a full-size mini truck. And then um, they shut down Sport Truck Magazine, lay us all off. Um, I go. That was a bad day. That was a really bad that was, day. Uh, that was the, uh, the start of the purge. The purge. Red Wedding. Uh, yeah, that. felt that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, four hundred sixty-three thousand views on first drive of my uh, body dropped LT swapped Chevy C10 on Finnegan's no, garage. No, no, no. You got to go back that's, further. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm scrolling. I'm he's just got saying. videos in the millions. Um, and so that truck I sold to a good friend of mine who had a shop in Oxnard, and um, I moved to Georgia. You know, we do roadkill the whole thing, and um, I ran into him like four years ago in Ohio. That's not, not Sean Ramage. No, no, no. Um, Justin from Scott's Hot Rods. Okay. And I run into him. Man, do they do nice stuff. I'm sorry to take you aside, but holy crap, their chassis and stuff. Yeah. Woo. Okay, keep oh, going. Really good stuff. So I run into him almost 10 years later in Ohio, of all places, at a truck show. And we're BSing. And I'm like, hey, what did you ever do with that C10? Did you ever finish it? And he's like, 
It is sitting on the lift in the corner of the shop under a cover. I haven't touched it at all. And I was like, oh, I got I got my feelings about it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man. Like, got all the feels. I was like, dude, can Just, I buy it back? Some of the jet boat stuff, by the way, in the millions. Yeah, 1.4, 1.5. The jet boat stuff did really well, I, I, and again, I think it's because people want to see me crash. Can I um, can I play a quick uh, clip here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That was just the beginning of the <laughs> video. I go wide open in my 711 cubic inch twin turbo jet boat, Finnegan's Garage, episode 105. Um, literally just the intro. I mean, you're you're basically. All in right at the beginning, and there's like another 25 minutes that I'm not even. Well, watch. you got to do that on YouTube. You have three seconds to hook him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You literally have three seconds to hook him, just like Facebook. It's pathetic. I just uh, here's uh, here's the sweet, sweet sounds of that bad boy. Listen to that, that whistle. I love that noise. Oh my god! You know what's funny about it is there's so much engine behind him. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those old like Fisher Price like boat toys where it has like the little plastic dude's head, and yeah. then it's like a engine and like just totally. That's what Ill, it looks like. Ill proportioned. Oh, it's 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 cartoonish. See, I grew up with that. That's yeah. what they're supposed to look like right. to me. So rad. Like the, the motor should be bigger than me. Yeah, the motor's definitely bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your C10. Oh, so I run into Justin and he's still got the truck and he hasn't touched it and I'm like. You got the feels. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm like, I know I can't afford to buy it back complete. I'm like, you know, will you sell it to me as a roller? And he's like, yeah. Because I think when he bought it, he was doing me a favor back in the day because it had a custom-built chassis with independent rear suspension and whatnot, and it had his front cross member and bag set up, but the bulk of the chassis wasn't a Scott's Hot Rod chassis, so he didn't really need the thing, you know. He could build his own C10 all, all he, you know, any day of the week. So he sells it back to me as a roller, and the first video I dropped was, like, I got this thing back after all these years. And, you it's know, a great story. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, you know, we changed. I learned a lot. And so I was all excited to get it home. I got it home, and I looked at it, and I'm like, God, this truck sucks. Well, like, I was gonna say, it's kind of funny because who you are today is not who you are back then. Yeah. So almost like that truck boomeranging back in your life. It actually did the truck a service by finding you again later in life when you'd make smarter decisions on what to do, right? Yeah, because I would never build it today how I built it back yeah. then. Like the wheels didn't fit right. Like the truck didn't do anything good. It didn't ride good. It didn't corner good. Like it, it sucked. It's the truck. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna redo it. I'm gonna take the 22s off. I'm gonna put it on 20s. I'm gonna make it handle better. And right about that time, I meet this dude Jimmy Bullard from MRC Fab. And he was the guy that turned me on to the hydroshocks, which are a hydraulic cylinder built on top of a coilover shock. Okay. So you ride on the coilovers, but you can extend the top of the mount four to five inches. Okay. So you get a truck that lays flat on the ground that lifts up enough to go over speed bumps, and it rides and handles, you know, like a sports car, basically. That's pretty cool. And so he came to my house. We cut the front clip off my truck, put his front clip on. How painful was that? Were you, were you like, totally done with the front clip? Or you're like, I have this perfectly good front clip that's usable, and I'm just going to freaking round file the whole thing? Yeah, it hurt because um, the front clip was nice. Like, my friend Mike Kim hand-built tube control arms. And Mike, to this day, is still, like, the guy you call up to go have your Fox shocks tuned on, sure. your, on your trophy truck. Yeah. You know, he he's a co-driver in a trophy truck. Like, yep. he's a badass fabricator. And so, 
you know, we built that truck to lay flat on the ground, and he overbuilt everything. It looks like, it looked like an off-road truck that sat flat on the ground. That's cool. And I don't know that it was really necessary to cut the front clip off, but Jimmy wanted his front clip on with the hydro shocks because he wanted the geometry a certain way. And so we did it. And so it's right in the video. The first thing that happens in that video is you see that front clip just hit the ground. Lands right on the on the disc brakes, you know. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, we're 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 in now. Yeah, that's like, it. There's 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 no going back. Uh. And so we did it. And it took me two years to get the truck running and driving again. And it was about a month ago where I finally got to drive it and experience it. What's and that like? I'm up to five years. Uh, it feels good. Does it? To be honest, yeah. yeah. If you if you have the means, yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah, thanks. I highly recommend. You. <laughs> like I've heard that. I've heard that in a movie one time. Love to uh, love to experience that. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so in this time, you're watching what I call the Arizona the C10 Mafia explode. That whole scene where all these guys in their late twenties through forties. Are are like there? That whole scene is popping on the Southwest. I right? had no Where, idea. No, I, I'm in Georgia. I had no idea. But it is right. You know it is now. Yeah, I, right? Now I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just nuts. Like all these guys are finding barn barn finding all these C10s, C20s, whatever. Yeah. And you know, you were sitting on it. So now I wonder if the value has come up in yours because the scenes come up. I, I don't know. I think any C10 is valuable these yeah. days, man. They're so expensive. That market is crazy. Yeah. You're seeing six-figure trucks now. Oh yeah, you and know? you're like, if you're uh, a driver, even if it's a long bed two-wheel drive, sixty-seven to seventy-two, like just to get into a rusty-ass driver, eighteen, nineteen, yeah. not mine. I mean, not my dollar truck. Well, yours isn't that year range either. <laughs> oh, that's true. You don't. 66. You don't. Yeah, sixty-seven to seventy-two is definitely a more more desirable in the in that market, but. Mm. Um, God, it's it's you just they're expensive. They're expensive, yeah. But they're so popular now because you can build them out of a catalog. Yeah, like you can yeah, build a truck, truck that sits flat on the ground, fully restored, that lifts up. It will go around yeah. corners. It will do. It'll go fast. It'll do everything you want out of a catalog. Yeah, that somebody already engineered. That you're not necessarily fabbing everything like we did back in the day, right? Yeah. So yeah. I saw I saw that episode that you did where you did these uh, these hydro shocks. Yep. And are, you're happy with them? I'm. Don't think I'll ever airbag anything because you've airbagged a lot of trucks yeah yeah and and there's nothing wrong with airbags you know don't get me wrong like airbags are awesome they do work but the thing about an airbag is when you alter the ride height you change the spring rate of the suspension and so if you put giant wheels on a truck that lays flat on the ground in order to lift it up high enough to make u-turns and you know make the front tires not hit the fenders you're running 100 pounds of air or more it's a it's a crappy ride in most cases you know this doesn't have that. This is the same ride whether it's an inch off the ground or seven inches up in the air. And so consequently, when you get a guy like Jimmy Bullard to engineer everything and you know spec the springs and everything and all of the angles, suddenly you end up in a pickup that handles really good. And that's what I got. I've, after two years, the truck finally runs. It finally drives. It's got an LT4 in it. It's got a six-speed sequential gearbox in it that's just damn shifting nirvana. Where'd you get that? Um, <laughs> 6xdgearbox.com. It's a 100% billet gearbox. Wow. And sequential. That was spendy. And you don't have to lift to shift it, and it's it's shifting nirvana. Is, and, it, uh, is there a clutch? Uh, there is. You can use it. You can you can take off in first, use the clutch. After that, there's just... it has a strain gauge built into the shifter. So as you pull on the shifter, it knows how much force you're pulling with it, and then it cuts the ignition real quick for a, mil- a couple milliseconds. Oh, F1 wow. style. Dude, it's bad. Wow. Is it's bad. badass. But the exhaust sounds rad on it, too. It's, what, I, I, don't tell me what you spent or didn't spend, but what 
is something like that. You're talking about it retails 10? for like seventeen grand. Seventeen. Oh, yeah. My. But however, okay. let me let me let me say that it's a hundred percent billet. It's the finest thing I've ever seen. Not even gearbox. Finest thing I've yeah. ever seen engineered. And you can put about two thousand horsepower in front of it. Okay. Like if you want to drag race it, you can use it. So somebody has like four hundred horsepower, just like pfft, I've seen those crazy like the sand cars out at Glamis. They're like the mm-hmm. not Albans. Is that the big name? There's Mendiola, Fortin, and then and then yeah, Fortin, uh, and then uh, Rancho. But the what's the super high dollar one? Uh, I've seen that full billet, everything sequential. Isn't that the Albans? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the name. Okay. I don't. But high dollar stuff. Yeah. 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 It, it shifts like that. You know, and uh, really, really fast. And so I finally got to drive it after like two years, and it does everything I thought it might. You know, it rides incredible. It doesn't even have a sway bar on it right now, and it doesn't lean into turns. Like, wow. It's, it's <laughs> That's re- amazing. It's ridiculous. It's so much fun. Was it a pain in the ass to hook up uh, your the hydraulics? No. No. That, okay, so it is a hydraulic suspension that has none of the stuff you would normally associate with hydraulics there there aren't four batteries in the truck the battery that starts the motor is the battery that functions the hydraulic pump the hydraulic pump is about the same size as a group 34 battery the lines going to the hydro shocks are dash four lines so they're like three eighths they're tiny everything is small the damn thing doesn't leak and it rides killer you know you're not waiting for air compressors to fill a tank um, yeah, everything's a lot more instant. Yeah. Price-wise versus an airbag setup? Slightly more. I think it's like 5500 bucks for oh, a complete bad. system. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really not. Now, do they sell packages, or do you have to piecemeal it together? Is it a la carte? What? No, you can you can buy everything as a package. I think you can buy Including lines, stuff. or do you have to fab your own lines? No, it all comes. The lines screw together. Like nice. You don't have to crimp them or anything. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Mittler Brothers sells all the stuff, and the great thing about it is it's it's you know an eyelet top and bottom. It's like installing a coilover. So yeah. the there's less fab work. You're not you're not mm. fabricating airbag mounting brackets. You know, if you have a coilover now, you can just bolt the thing in. Um, and wait, so Miller Brothers is the they make equ- they make uh, machinery and equipment, correct? Yeah, fabrication equipment. So okay. sheet metal brakes, bead rollers. They also make all kinds of stuff for setting up like dirt track cars, oval track cars, race car stuff. They're, How did they get into this? How, it seems like hashtag Georgia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> North, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah they're out of North better. Carolina. No, but I mean, like, it seems weird because they're they're making you know uh, uh, fab equipment, and now they're making shocks. Yeah, yeah. You can thank Jimmy Bullard for that. Jimmy was like, Jimmy builds custom Mandrabent chassis, and Jimmy's background and all the guys that work in that shop is NASCAR. Most of the fabricators in that shop are NASCAR crew members, and they're killer fabricators. And so everything they do is like, okay, I know you want your truck flat on the ground, but we want you to be able to use the horsepower that you have. So they build stuff that not only goes low, but will just smoke anything on the road around a corner. Um, like their shop truck is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a square body Chevy. Which is high praise from you. I mean, like, think of all the things you've seen, right? Dude, this, is, that, this smokes cr- anything I have yeah. or will have. Like, it is a square body Chevy C10 that is a lot of carbon fiber and NASCAR suspension. <laughs> and it has Mittler Brother Hydroshocks. And it only has, like, I think 450, 500 horsepower. But it will destroy supercars on a road course. That's like, awesome. It's badass. That's um, way cool. It, it, it just won the Pro Touring Truck Shootout thing that they had uh Ronnie was out there yeah. from C10 Talk. Yeah, I yeah. saw him covering the event. Yeah, Ronnie can tell you. Jimmy Bullard in that truck pff, destroys. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, that, I, that would be a hell of a ride. 
Have you been in a uh, in a truck, a nondescript truck that has been able to blow off a Ferrari or a Lambo? No, no, never. No, I've only driven one supercar. It was an Aventador. Oh yeah, and uh, and it was I've damn impressive. Driven zero. You know? Was yeah. it was it everything Vi- you actually, thought it would be? True. Viper. Oh, it, it's what turned me on to the sequential transmission, like the oh there you go. Because uh, I think that car has a seven speed gearbox, and the seven to second downshift is just bang 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 bang. Like yeah. oh dude, it's so fun. I was like, I want to do that in a pickup. Light- Lightning's driven you know? a bunch of supercars and stuff. Yeah, not a bunch. You have but a I've, I've driven a few. A few. Um, I've never driven a Ferrari or Lambo. I think I think realistically in my lifetime I'll at least have a Gallardo. You know, it which is the poor man's. Is know? it okay? Lamborghini. Okay. I mean, you can get them used for a hundred grand. I just saw a Countach. Uh, oh, big built, money! But no, not this one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> this is a roadkill. It was built on a Fiero chassis. Yes, oh, with, well, a, that's, yeah, with a small block Chevy. But dude, it it looked like the car on the poster, yeah, right. and, uh, and it was primered. And we all had that poster. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, this is cool. I can for I can afford this. You yeah, know, yeah. like, and uh, from twenty feet away, how would you know? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, who gives a shit, right? It's it's all about you know what people think and how you look, right? They, oh, you know. dude, yeah. I, I thought for sure though that you would have driven some sleep or something. Well, wait a minute. Uh, what was it? Mm, I guess not. I was thinking of, uh, you know a Curtis, a Cletus McFarland car that he's got some big power cars. Oh, he does. No, all the stuff that really interests me, I usually. I usually lose interest right around the time it's time to paint it or do the interior. Like, I like the fabrication, and then I like the tuning yeah. and the driving. The problem solving. Yeah, I like the problem solving. And, like, my C10, I, I don't know if I'll ever paint that thing. i got to be honest, I probably won't. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I like them better that way, to be honest with you. Like, once I and, – and with the C10, admittedly, once I'm done problem solving and I've learned whatever I can, I'll probably get rid of it and then find something else. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm building this Cadillac. And uh, I want to go 200 miles an hour in my 61 Cadillac. <laughs> and uh, I'm really doing it because I want to learn to tune an engine on methanol. And there's some other things I'm doing to the car that I've never done before that I want to learn about. And once that's done, I'll probably get rid of that too. You I know? feel like we do. It's My father, we was just having, I was out to lunch with him the other day, and he doesn't understand why I keep building and then not driving, and then building and selling, not driving and then selling. Yeah. And like, because I was the kid uh, that loved building the Legos, and then when you built the Death Star, you just broke it into pieces, or you gave it to your kid, your friend down the street, and he played with it, but you're like, I have no interest in playing with it, you know? Yeah. I'd build a spaceship with a little motorcycle out of Legos, and then I'm like over it, right? The, that's the fun part, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah you, you put the block in the wrong place, and I have to build it a different way. It's the same thing with cars, and yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's the it's the... The adventure in 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 building it and like you said, problem solving. Yeah, like like people, a lot of people ask me like, why do you keep rebuilding the Hemi in your fifty five? And it's like, well, because I haven't blown it up the same way every time. <laughs> like I've found new ways to destroy that thing, yeah. and uh, and I learn a little bit, and we go a little faster, and I rebuild it again, and um, it's not boring. It's a spicy relationship, me and yeah, that car, right? you know. And and the the moment it gets what's the boring, longest is that, that thing's lasted between runs? It had a good run in twenty nineteen. Okay. Twenty nineteen, that motor lasted the entire year, and we won drag week. And uh, the only reason it's broke now is we just screwed something up. We you know, we changed shifters in the car, and <laughs> shifter got put on, and one of the four shift linkages got put on upside down. Oh, first gear was second gear. Ouch. Second gear was first gear. Oops, and I didn't know it. 
And I basically just, I whole shotted that car three times in a row, not knowing that when the shifter was in forward, I was in second gear. And when I was pulling it backwards to put it in second at 8,000 oh. RPM. <laughs> yeah. How'd that sound? I, oh. oh, dude, it was bad. The, mm. the, the only saving grace is it <laughs> wouldn't go into first gear. Like, it yeah. tried, yeah. you know? Hey, why won't this thing shift into second? Yeah, exactly. And no rev limiter in the world will stop that motor from trying to go 10 grand when you're doing that, you know? Mm. Um, but that motor would still be together had we not screwed that up. So what, uh, on your path to where you are now, what do you miss the most? Was it the magazine days? And if so, or something else? And if so, like, what is it that you've done that got you to hear that you wish you could go back and either do again or do better? Oh, I don't know. Probably none of it. You know? Really? Yeah. And it's not that I don't miss it. It's just yeah. that, like, I, I wouldn't be here if I had just yeah made other decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I screwed a lot of stuff up. I know that. But I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys had I done a single thing differently, you know? Um, the magazine days were great, especially during the roadkill times, because that was the most insane, you know, work life I ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, that know? was crazy. When you were still basically, you were still an editor on Hot Rod writing, but yeah. then you had the TV show because you weren't. It hadn't really been spun out into its own entity yet. So you're kind yeah. of like this. It's kind of like what we have here. You know, Roadkill at one point was an R and D test kitchen, kind of like this yeah. podcast is, right? And and I still write and do all that, and I do this podcast. I was exactly where you were doing roadkill yeah. and it's like i don't know am i gonna be is this gonna end i'm gonna be a magazine guy forever or is i'm gonna end that chapter and take off with this right yeah you're going through exactly what i went through like and there was a moment <laughs> we were on an airplane to australia and uh Freiburger turned to me and was like hey you know your your assignment's late and i'm like <laughs> I'm on an airplane with you, drive, you know, blind yeah. off. You know where I'm, you know why it's late, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. And, uh, and I'm not saying that because I'm mad at him. Like he had to put on his editor yeah. hat. Like yeah, we right. were wearing so many hats and For every sure. now and again, he had to he had to be the hot rod editor guy and turn to me in the middle of a roadkill shoot and go, <laughs> you know, you need to turn in your, your, your <laughs> hot rod assignments. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. And so, uh, but that's why that show was really good. Yeah. You know, it was, it was complete. It was, if you look at those early episodes, yeah. You got to see our magazine lives. I was going to say it was based in the reality of the magazine at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was 100%. Like, we'd be in the shop going, ah, we're building this. We're building okay, we got to go in the office now and write yeah. a magazine story. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. we would say that, you yeah. know? Um, Sorry, guys. Hope you got what you needed, but we got we got writing to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was a really good And by the way, time. writing's hard. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, stringing words together is hard. Like, just that. It's, it's the writer's block you have. When you're in the middle of something else, especially something else that you're passionate about, if it grabbed your attention for the moment, getting back to sit down and be still for five hours, 48 hours, 72 hours to write a story. And, and when we write, we talk about writing stories, you're not just writing words. You're writing a story. You're editing the story. You're putting in photos. You're tagging them. You're labeling them. You've got captions. You have order so that the production people, the magazine people, know exactly what you want. Then you've got the blue lines come back that you have to go improve. Like I don't think people realize you don't just write a story and it's water under the bridge. You walk away. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that one piece of content. And when you're not in that mental space. I mean, I even now, it's really hard some days. I'm being pulled 20 different directions to sit down and have quiet time where I can write the story that I need to do. 
And how many times have you written a similar story? Because at this point, this point in your career, yeah. you, you've written about everything. I have. Know? I mean, I have thousands of stories that I've written in 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it has to be thousands. And you've got to find a new and creative way to say that this Jeep is cool. Yeah, right? You know? Exactly. It's, 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 was there, Mike, was there a story that you wrote years ago that you still remember today? Either it was hard to write or you slayed the dragon like you didn't think you could write it or... or I <laughs> I have a, a fairly mild case of ADHD, and I don't remember most of anything like that. Uh, I love reading. I'll read a book on an airplane, get off the airplane, don't remember anything I read. Yeah, I'm um, the same way. Except for me, uh, reading makes me sleepy now. Well, yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> did you feel that you were good at it? Did you feel that you were proficient or you were just passable and you got lucky and had the job? Or where were you in that? I mix? got lucky to get the job to begin with. Um, cause I was a horrible student in school and, and didn't realize why I, I didn't find out about the ADHD thing until like two years ago. And, um, so I was a horrible student. The only reason I got the job at a magazine was I had built a mini truck and I showed up for my job interview with my mini truck and, um, you know, I had gone to community college and, uh, they were like, all right, well you, you got an AA and you built that truck. So even if you can't take pictures, you suck at writing. Yeah. At least you know what you're, you know, you're looking at. So they gave me the job, and um, and I was actually, a, I think, I was a pretty creative writer. And none of us had English degrees. No. I mean, we were right. all, we all had weird backgrounds, and we, yeah. The thing, the thing about the magazine days that tied us together is that we were all uh, enthusiasts, that we were yeah. all passionate about what we did, and and everything else was secondary to that. Yeah, we had a really good guy named Kevin Wilson who hired most of us, and. Uh, and uh, Kevin was really good at seeing the potential in people, you know, like, like you said, I didn't have an English degree. Yeah. And I was not a photographer, um, which is part of the reason I'm you here now. Is, <laughs> yeah. And it's part of the reason I was here. I'm here now is like my, our contemporaries were constantly upgrading their photography equipment. I was buying tools because I couldn't afford to pay someone to build the stuff in my brain that I wanted to build. And so... I never got better at taking photos. <laughs> well, I've actually all. regressed. Thank God for the iPhone because it's so easy to use and it's yeah. enough mega, megapixels for you know web or print now. But back in the day, we had SLRs. I had to learn every manual mode on it. And when I started, we literally in the office had light tables and we were looking at film coming back from the processor on loops. Yeah, uh, you know, and like it's that was the messed up part. Is you'd go to a photo shoot, you didn't know if you did a good job. You had so no you, idea. So you got back and developed the negatives, yeah. and then looked at the little. Oh, thing. it's soft, or you're out of focus. Oh, your depth of field is wrong. Uh, I used to make notes. I would shoot frames, and I'd write down in a notebook like what settings I had yeah. for you know my aperture and my shutter speed, and then I'd go back to the light table and go, "Well, this sucks. This sucks. Why?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, had notes, I had notes I still didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I remember at SEMA one year, Bob Ryder uh, showed me how to do like a pan blur for SEMA with cars leaving. I could never get and, that. And I'm like, sweet. You know, long time lapse and, you know, blurry and all that kind of stuff. And I never did it again. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's how you do it. And then you just forget. But I, I mean, and then we swapped over to digital cameras. And the first camera we all had was a 10D from a Canon. And though it it was horrible. It oh yeah, oranges. Every red was orange. You couldn't get any detail out of the shadows. Um, they're grainy. They're super grainy. Yeah. Like there's a period of time where you can look at those those magazines and you can see that they're digital cameras. And uh, and I used to carry that thing everywhere. And I wasn't particularly good at it, but I could make it work. You know, in a pinch. And I still to this day, like I can't shoot. Like I've lost that skill. That part of my brain is completely gone. Like you could show me. 
uh, uh, give me a camera today and say, go shoot this like you did 20 years ago, I have no idea. It'd be a lot safer just to use your iPhone. For if sure. you got an iPhone, you know, yeah. 11 plus. So good. 11 or, Pro, man. Or the Pro or yeah. the 12 Pro. It's awesome. Nothing's going to beat it. Yeah, my YouTube show, entirely filmed on my iPhone. Is no, it really? I'm, yeah. Huh. yeah. Huh. Must surprise. Yeah, because it's just I'm in. Oh, a hurry. the only the only note the only time that I notice that is when your audio sucks ass, and that happens because you, the guy's too far away from you, which drives me completely mad. Yeah, and, but I, I like know how he's uh, he's critiquing your no, show. No, no, no he's, he's, all right, all right, he's for, right, and 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 this is where Mike critiques our show. Next. No, 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 sorry. To oh, cut. there's all kinds of holes in our show. I'm not. <laughs> I know that, but like. And, and I, I watch your show and it's and it's great and I can sh- you're shooting it on your iPhone which is you can't screw that part of it up but every there's so many people that are guilty of that audio issue is yeah. that if you're if you're within 36 inches the iPhone is freaking awesome as long but, as there's not something else making noise that's exactly, exactly right yeah. because it's got such good compression yeah. it'll suck up the bandsaw 200 feet away yep. and you won't be able to hear yourself yeah. So you're and you're 100 percent right and and I shot myself in the foot by not addressing my audio quality with the YouTube show way earlier. If you look at the last three or four episodes of the show, we're wearing mics now and someone else is editing the show and hallelujah, the show is way better. Yeah. I lost a good portion of my audience over the first three years of the show because they're like. We love the content. Your audio sucks so bad, I'm not coming back. Which like is, They would say that, but I wasn't in a position to do anything about it. I was literally like just filming this in an hour in my garage and then going and doing my other four jobs. That's the opposite of us who have good audio, but the content sucks. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you got all those true. cool things on the wall where you push the button and it makes a noise. Uh, we, we've you, got got jingles. you got jingles. You got jingles. We do have jingles. Speaking of jingles, I think, uh, Holman, it's time to uh, play this one. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Oh! He got it! Wow! Oh, we haven't done that one in a while. So here's the thing is that the guy at the very end of that jingle, Mike, he says, right back at you, brother, but it's not timed properly. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Holman, for whatever reason, tries. every single show, he tries to hit it, and he's off. It's like, he's like, right back, right, 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 right. He can never oh, hit it. So horrible. every, like, one in a hundred, he gets it on. That was impressive. And I did one where it was right back at you, right. buddy, instead of brother. Yeah, and I thought we had it, and all of our listeners started emailing, you know you said buddy and not brother. I'm like, oh, <laughs> screw all you. Let's see if we can get two in a row. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. I like how we stand five, up. Five. Yeah. Five. Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother! Oh, oh dude. <laughs> you know, if this podcast thing doesn't go anywhere, you've got that. I want to see, <laughs> see if Mike can do it. Is. Mike, you've heard it twice. Whatever that it? is, yeah. It's hard, dude. Uh, I'll try it. All right, All right, here it goes. Here go. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Damn, I was late. I was it's late. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Uh, <laughs> that's impressive now. Dude, right? <laughs> I was, he, he was ready to be like, ah, no problem. Just I got I nailed it. Nope. You know what's funny is like yeah. we sit in this little tiny closet. I mean, and it's what? It's probably 10 feet by 13 feet or something like that. Uh, maybe maybe eight. Look, we got to do stuff that entertains us. Yeah, you know what, I mean? what I'm saying is it's funny because like if you were an average person walking outside these walls, which aren't very thick and you heard what goes on you would be really worried for the people in this room right Dude, it sounded like you just won the super bowl you were so excited about that 
They can't hear anything. All right. So, do you have any five star uh, reviews? By the way, it's the little pleasures. uh, Please go to uh, please go to Apple Podcasts if you'd be so kind, Mister Finnegan, and give us a five star review. And actually, just sign it. All right, Mike Finnegan. I'll do it right now. Actually. Oh yeah, there you go. If you find your phone. All right. uh, Mike is on his phone, so while he's doing that, I've uh, I found three reviews. I think he's checking in with his wife. Yeah, probably saying, uh, I'm not dead. I've been uh, abducted by podcast hosts. <laughs> All right, we've got one here from AM93, and he says, a third five-star. Started a new job, which gave me an iPhone, plus my personal, plus my wife's, which brings the grand total to 15 stars. Worth everyone, great podcast, super informative, and my wife is super tired of hearing me talk about the random stuff learned from these two. And five stars! <laughs> All right, that was that was weak. What happened? Yeah, Our hands didn't even meet. Let's try it again. All right, ready? And five, five stars. stars. All right, that was better. All right, we got one here from uh, uh, B Dog forty six fourteen. B Dog forty six fourteen. Nebraska FedEx guy is the uh, the title of this review. Love the show. So much info. Mounted parameters. Uh, yeah, buddy. Which I think Mike should do since he's here in studio. Uh, I'll do it since he's busy. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and Alice is my favorite host. Why, thank you. I agree. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course, five, five stars! stars! All right, uh, let's see. 3M guy. Great info and entertainment. And he says, uh, awesome guest and host. Even though one of the hosts continuously beaver dams the other from joining him while getting to do fun things and claiming it's quote-unquote for his job mm. when we all know he's just being selfish. Come on, man! <laughs> Let lightning come just once. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, of course... Five stars! Five star review! Five stars! Oh, one more. Oh, look, I just refreshed the page, and we have one from uh, uh, Mike Finnegan. <laughs> so now we know what he was doing on his phone. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to read it. It says, Holman and Lightning. By the way, oh, even Mike gets it right. How dare you? It's, <laughs> did, look at the freaking poster up there. What does Holman that say? Holman and Lightning. Wait, read the title. I don't like you anymore. So uh, he, it's the, the title of this one is Help Me. Uh-oh. And it says, uh, Holman and Lightning... <laughs> Holman and Lightning threatened me with bodily harm if I didn't come here and write a BS review. <laughs> All right, uh, it says, the truth is the show is okay, and I was going to church up my review a bit and say the show is good, but since I've been stuck in their studio for three hours now, it looks like I may never get to leave unless I say their show is great. Please send help. They are all of the Pop-Tarts and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can go on like this. And that's from our good friend. Mike Finnegan. And how many stars did he leave us? Uh, he left us five. Oh, thank God. Five star review! Five stars! Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. I mean, that, from uh, seeing you eating pizza in the parking lot to kidnapping you and uh, holding you hostage for a 12-hour show. Dude, it's been fun. I mean, did you ever think uh, you would uh, be in studio with us and... and no, because the fat. I think the last couple of times I've been standing in my driveway. Yeah, because your cell service is l- so bad. Late at night. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than that. I mean, it's still late at night, but yeah. I mean, there were pop tarts. You ate them all, but there were there. That's not well, true. It's not like we didn't offer to you. You know, offer them to you four or five times. I have a unopened package of pop tarts for next time. The difference is he has a uh, an on camera physique to maintain, where I, whereas you and I don't. We have the audio physique to right. maintain. Right. Right. Yeah, do you think it's like, I mean, you came from radio, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, that's right, well. I guess that's where we get out, (laughs) yes. Uh, Shoot us uh, an email if you want to talk to us, maybe we'll read it. 
Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show. Did nope. you say something about getting out? You know we're going to have to slather ourselves in mayo and have Mike push from behind. What? 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 What are you talking about? Hey, uh, if you want to <laughs> connect with us on socials, at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman. We are at Truck Show Podcast. At Mike Finnegan. Yeah. Mm. No, what are, what no, are you? Mike Finnegan 666. At Finnegan 999. Damn Finnegan it. Finnegan 999. Yeah, they, because it, when the car rolls, well, it's, that's, it's the mark of the beast. Yes. Yeah, we remember that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> brilliant. True brilliant. professionals. I, I, uh, I haven't checked in a while, and why the, uh, while the bed is still going, I'm going to check right now. Finnegan did hold the title as our uh, number one downloaded uh, guest. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's rad. All right, so I'm going to check right now. Pulling up our, uh, our Lipson feed here. I should promote that again. Yeah, that helps us. I wonder if it would. It, it does. Because that's an old episode. Uh, yes. So if I go to uh, all time here, you'd think I would have done this like earlier, right? But No, no, no. That's fine. Our listeners have all day. Are they still with us? Well, not a lot of prep time for this. You literally, we ran into each other in the parking lot. No, that literally happened. Like, this wasn't a setup or anything. Okay, uh, downloads. Our number one, by the way, uh, the we know the episode that is the, the bad one that we don't really speak about. Uh, we do? That has the most downloads. That episode. I, the, I, the snake oil salesman? Oh, yeah. The guy yeah. from Nikola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two of a real guest oh, is uh, Roadkill's Mike Finnegan Talks Trucks from uh, May 29th. Uh, and that's episode 12. Followed 200 episodes uh, less, but followed, so very tight, mm-hmm. episode 112, Finnegan's Six Door Fummins. From March of 20. You're on fire, dude. The last dude. time you were on, dude, it was March of 20. So it's, yeah. it's been a year. Oh, wow. And our number, uh, let's see, for a while, you and uh, Freiberger were neck and neck. T- please tell me I beat him. Okay, so Nicola from the inside is number one. Uh, number two is Roadkill's Mike Finnegan. Number three is Finnegan's Six Door Fummins. Number four is uh, episode 118 from uh, April 20th, plugging in with Nicola. So Nicola stuff did really well. Um and number five, Freiburger's back. But right now, within 100 of each other, mm-hmm. the third Mike Finnegan episode uh, is coming up. Mike Finnegan, and uh, that's from uh, November of 2019. Damn, Gail Banks is going to be pissed. No, the Mike Finnegan <laughs> owns the Truck Show podcast. Yeah, it does. Dude, but we, we have do a have a, we got a Galisode coming up. So is it going to beat the, yeah. the Finnisode? No, we have a I couple of Galisodes Gale's coming up. Gail's pretty good. Mm, he really is. Uh, yeah, where is Gail in this? The uh, He's got to be right there. He's um, got to be right there. The Galisode is uh, top top fifteen. Home He's do you good want on it? video. Those you, videos you guys have been making with him recently, yeah, especially the one where he zero Fs. I wouldn't say he tore the Hoonigans apart, but you know <laughs> it, it wasn't good. Um, it was really funny though. You know? Those so are my boys. Was, it, I love them. It was it was oh, Hoonigan. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Are you a friend of uh, Brian Scotto? Yeah, they're yeah. good people. They we're, really are. So you'll uh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. We're and it wasn't to, so much them. It was the Dino Shop. We're we're going to see them. Uh, by the time you've heard this, we've already met with them about something I can't talk about. Cool. So it does may, it involve chains and swords in the park? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, it's a friendly meeting. It's That's a friendly good. meeting. Yeah, Brian Scott is uh, he's he's genius. Yeah, he he, is. good guy over there. Good guys at Hoonigan for sure. So yeah, we had some fun tall. at at their expense, uh, but we we kissed and made up like as it was happening. So that was good, you know. Yeah. And for those who don't know, they uh, they they put a Duramax in a Camaro 
and they wanted to do a standing mile, 200 mile an hour standing mile. Did they ever do it? No, they haven't done it yet. Okay. And they, they reached out to some, pre- some friends in the industry that kind of steered them, not in the wrong path, down the wrong path, but just they ended up putting the engine in a dyno cell and they rolled a bunch of coal. Mm-hmm. Right when the EPA is looking at everybody who's rolling coal, it just kind of a, it was a bad scene. And, yeah. you know, Gail is Mr. I don't need to roll, I don't roll coal. Right. You know, that's just, wasted that, fuel. it's wasted fuel in the air, right? right. It's, it's, it's fuel that you can see that you, you, don't, you didn't use. And... Um, so he did that react video. Mm-hmm. So it was Gail reacts to Hoonigan, and it and it blew up the internet. It was funny. And it was it was good. Yeah, it he really was, was he was honest. So we should do uh, Gail reacts to the podcast episodes. Our, our podcast? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's done really well. So you were curious about Nicola. Um, that was that did really well with us, and it didn't sound like you knew the story. So I figured we fill you in as well as any listeners that are just joining us for the first time. So here's what I know: like the truck looked really cool, and I think they were taking orders, and then I don't know what happened after that. Uh, so it's called the Badger, and we were yeah. really excited about it. And we interviewed Trevor Milton, the CEO. Okay. And we were invited. Not only did we interview him, but then we were invited back out to Nicholas headquarters um, right before their IPO, where he gave us a full tour. And just so you guys know, I'm showing Mike. It actually existed. Oh. It was that close. It, the truck was not vaporware. Like yeah. they actually made it. I'm showing Mike a photo on my phone of wow. something. So what we yeah. didn't know, Mike, is that Trevor was getting all kinds of requests for interviews, mm-hmm. and he and we were one of the half dozen that he did in the world. Right. And we didn't know it. So okay. we just thought, hey, it's another guy with an electric truck coming out, you know. Yeah, we, we'll go to Arizona and, and, and we'll, check out yeah. the wares. So we had him on. He was, he was yeah. a phenomenal guest. Did a whole really walkthrough well with him. Charming, whole funny, HQ. all things. So, yeah, he invites us out to their Phoenix, Arizona facility. So we stole a, a Mercedes AMG SUV yeah. here and we hauled ass out there. Ran out mm-hmm. of gas on the way, which is embarrassing. Uh-huh. And we get there. True story. And he hosts us. Feeds us yeah. the whole thing, and it was just us. And it, gave us a not, ride in a truck that wasn't supposed to not, exist. Yeah, this is not a media. You rode day. in the truck. Yeah, we, we rode in the semi. In the semi. Oh, oh the, the semi. Yeah, okay, not okay, the yeah. Badger. The hydrogen semi. Yeah. yeah. So he full red carpet. You know, for us, just us two. So yahoos. we're thinking this is great. We're we're in with this. Ups, you know, the startup company, and we're the guy that you know he wants to get it out to the truck enthusiasts because he's building this Badger, and this is great. And yeah. uh, you know, not too long after that, they have their IPO, and right before their IPO, are our episodes blowing up with downloads as people are trying to learn about the company before their IPO. Yeah. IPO hits, instant billionaire. We're part of the story. It's great. And then a short sale co- uh, uh, group basically Hindenburg Research goes through and says everything they're doing is BS. We can prove it all and tanked it. He ends up uh, getting accused of uh, some uh, some crimes. Uh, both uh, in his personal life and corporately, uh, the partnership with GM um, that had, they had put together. Now, all of a sudden, GM boots him out of his own company. The all the programs die except for the semi truck, and somehow we're part of this. Whoa! This well, so weird story. Our, our our show is being listened to by your CNBCs and 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 financial news because there are no interviews from with Trevor Milton except for us. Not not like this. Not as Whoa. intimate as this. So. I mean, we spent a freaking hour with the guy on multiple occasions. Yeah. So yeah. they anyway. weren't. Yeah. So that was weird. We were in the middle of it, not really knowing. Yeah. So we were pawns in his uh, in, in his uh, scheme to uh, get rich. But it was fun. So, I mean, we had a good time. It was cool. We got to see yeah. some cool stuff. But. Uh, Give yeah. me your your opinion. Like, was it just a scheme, or was this a real thing that? 
some disgruntled people shorted it, so, killed the stock. Probably and a little bit of both. Yeah, we do think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah so okay. what we saw was real, but the technology behind it seems to be off the shelf from other places that they were claiming as their own-ish, uh, I guess. Okay. Um, and so there, but we saw tangible vehicles. We rode in tangible vehicles. We saw, we met amazing employees, people who, you know, aren't there anymore, but have moved on to other things that are very talented. They had some of the best equipment and machinery in the world in terms of like their design studios and um, fabrication abilities and stuff like that. And we, you know, it would just look like a, you know, they had a a 3D printer the size of a bus. You know, they had had a, a CNC machine that would cut a clay model that was about four times the size of this room. Yeah, just, insane just, stuff, yeah. insane yeah. stuff. Crazy so, technology. Yeah, he was really well funded and and he, a sharp guy. But the thing I think we we found charming about Trevor was that down to earth, he, down to earth. The guy is from Utah, um, and he his Instagram handle was, was uh, Lake Powell Trevor. Lake Powell Trevor. Yeah. So he has a houseboat. Like he's he was a dude. He was a dude. Yeah. He was a dude. He wasn't yeah. the stuffed shirt from Silicon Valley, just with another EV company. Okay, and so we we we. We liked him. Entertaining. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. liked him. And, and he told uh, us he was going to helicopter us out to the launch of the Badger, and we're like, this is great. This is couldn't go better. And then we saw everything just in front of us. Yeah, so have you guys ever reached out to him since it all went um, down? I had texted him before, like, the bad accusations came out. Like, oh, man, this this sorry you're going through this. This sounds blah, blah. Trade a few text messages. Totally cool. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe I should just not. We should probably reach out. I mean, the, I wonder what I, I think at this point, he's still got hundreds of millions of dollars. He's the okay. largest Be- private landowner in Utah, I believe. Wow. Yeah, okay. mega. Like, he owns, he's got ranches and stuff. So this he's Damn. a serial entrepreneur. So this was not his first go. Okay. Yeah, last time I texted him was uh, September 8th. And, uh, yeah. So I'm, he's not in jail or anything, then? Not that we know of. No, I mean I don't know where he is. I have that know. kind of money. You don't usually. End you up got you have good yeah. attorneys, but yeah. uh, I mean, no, I'm sure I mean Bernie Madoff. There's a bunch of guys who have billionaires that have done time. Oh yeah, but, uh, but I'm I'm not. We're not saying that. No, no, no. Doing, we're not insinuating. Yeah, that. no, no. Uh, but I'm I'm sure he's enjoying his ranch. I, w- I would be. You know, you're like cool. Started a company, didn't work out. I walked away with a bunch of money, and I own a big ranch, and mm. life is okay. Not too shabby. Not, Not too shabby. Too shabby. Yeah. Mr. Finnegan, thank you very much. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for with us. Fun. Yeah. Hey, are you, are you shooting tomorrow or are you yeah. on a jet home? No, I'm here until Saturday. Gotcha. Very yeah. cool. And uh, when can we expect the episodes with the uh, the Hemi Grammy? Oh, they usually take like three months these days. Like we we still shoot one a month, like we always have. Um, and then they just kind of bankroll or uh, bank them all and put them out as a season, right? Like no, Roadkill is like I think it's the only show Motor Trends still just piecemeals them out monthly. Okay, every month new okay. episode, so we're never ahead. Um, the other shows, like the one I do, Fast with Finnegan, yeah, they do that like a kind of regular serial deal. Like uh, we shoot six and then they sit on them and edit them and then they release all six. Gotcha. So, those are good, man. We should do that for the show. It gives us a lot more free time. It never happened. It will never happen. It never happened. No. The one, the one you did where you were racing against um, uh, uh, Cletus was that was fun. That was yeah. a fun one to watch. It was a good time. And it looked like he really didn't know, or one of you, I forget, didn't know which car you were going to drive. Neither one of us do. Oh, no, yeah. neither of you did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. That was the T-Bird one. Okay. Yeah, the so. T-Bird one. One of you was surprised. Oh no. So at the beginning, um, yeah, he. I didn't know he was the one I was racing. And neither of us knew what car was under the tarp and that he was going to have to drive uh, the Jaguar. So that's my favorite thing about the show is I don't do any of the planning. 
beforehand. Yeah, you just get dropped off. Yeah, I, I just flat out don't know where we're going or what we're yeah. doing. And I, and you got your ass handed to you that day. Almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've won twice. Did you win in the S10? Uh, no, Randy Pope's kicked my butt. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then in your uh, your uh, off road one, you had went to an off road park and you were racing against some pro off road racer, and you got your ass handed to you a couple I of times. I did, and I totaled the vet cart. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. That's the the vet cart. Uh, is the car that uh, tried to light on fire for me? Yeah. At the old studio. <laughs> you too? Yeah. So uh, the PA, I, I think I've told the story before. I I was coming into the studio, and the Corvette. The vet cart was parked. Uh, some PA dropped it off right just on the other side of the roll-up door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, seriously? So I, I think I had to get – I need to move our van out or something like that. So I texted Freiberger. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, what do I need to do to move this thing? He goes, no, it just fires up. Don't, don't worry. It's all good. So I go to start it. And all of a sudden, fire breaks out from the fuse box. Oh. I would say under the hood, but it's not. Yeah. All the smoke and a little bit of flame pops out, and I go and beat it down, and it's like a bunch of melted wires and stuff. So I put it in neutral, and it's super light. So I just pushed it out of the way, and I texted Freiberger again. I'm like, uh, "Vet car tried to start on fire." He's like, "Sorry about that." Yeah. <laughs> not surprised at all. <laughs> like, it wasn't even mad or anything. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I um, I we were at a rally cross course in Georgia, and um. I was going way too fast. And you guys didn't change the suspension, right? So it <laughs> No, we did. <laughs> well, no. It, it, so it's every episode starts out with me not knowing where I'm going, yeah. not what I'm doing, not knowing who I'm racing. And it turns out the vet cart, which is a C4 Corvette that's completely stripped of all the panels and Yeah, and it's a it's a decent on-road car. I now have to rally race it. Nice. And so it doesn't work. <laughs> so then uh we go back to my house do whatever work we can in two days for a modest amount of money and then have a rematch and see if we can go faster. Well, the vet cart is so light now um, that all the body's gone on it. weighs like 2,200 pounds. Yeah, and it sits high because there's no weight on the springs, right? Right. Yeah. Well, for a coilover conversion for the back of that, they don't have coil springs light enough for that oh. car. You know, like yeah. all, the, all the aftermarket coilovers have springs for a 3,500-pound car. Sure. So... I ended up buying UTV coilovers. Oh, that's like, rad. Like a razor or something. Yeah. And we made our own mounts off the roll cage and put those things on them. And then we did a bunch of things to get more travel out of it. So we went back, and the thing was way faster. It was awesome. But I was trying to win. And uh, <laughs> came way too hot off this tabletop jump. Missed the landing by a lot. Oh. Nosed it in and put a hole in the oil pan and folded both lower control arms backwards uh, under the car and i didn't yeah, know it i yeah. finished the race i had no idea so i come into the starting come to the finish line just smoking there's no oil in the motor anymore like the whole suspension's uh, totaled and and the car hasn't moved since so yeah i'm not surprised yeah i killed it well uh and then we should probably end with our sponsors because uh, if you're looking for reliability uh, nissan might be the brand instead of the old vet cart mm-hmm Yes. <laughs> I mean, the man over here, he's got Titan experience, highly mm. recommended. Mm. So, hey, let, me, yeah. let me pose the question this way. Yeah. Have you ever uh, taken a Nissan Titan and folded the lower control arms under it? Not once. All right. I mean, See? right there. There you go. So if you're in the market endorsement. for a, uh, a tough, rugged, and reliable uh, half-ton or half-ton-plus truck, head over to NissanUSA.com or down to your local Nissan dealer where you can build and price Nissan's uh, best line of pickup trucks with the Industry best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And hey, if you're not looking for a full-size truck, you can check out the Nissan Frontier. Or if you like the van life, how about the Nissan NV? 
But if you are going to uh, fold the control arms under, underneath the vehicle, you're going to want to reach out to our friends at DuraLastParts.com, or you're going to roll into your local AutoZone, as you do so often on your show, and, uh, and beg for parts. <laughs> Please tell me you have one for a vet cart. Yeah. And they're going to go, a what? Your make like, model. Chances are they do, because they've got something for every make and model, just about. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything uh, popular, you're going to want to ask for the uh, Duralast Gold, especially when you're dealing with ball joints, which are built better than OE for most demanding uh, and severe use, like launching off a tabletop and attempting to fold the uh, lower control arms underneath the vehicle. My guess is you've destroyed more than a few sets of ball joints. I'm hard on equipment, i got to be honest. <laughs> it's not intentional, though. It's not that I don't care. Uh-huh. All right, well, if you need to replace all that stuff, uh, Duralast has 103 SKUs covering the most popular domestic trucks and SUV applications. Head over to DuralastParts.com or your local AutoZone. Mike, if you don't mind, we'd like you to do one more. Know your notes. All right, I, I think I have just the vehicle here, so hang on, let me, uh, let me cue it up. This will be a vehicle with a... Borla exhaust, a T304 stainless Borla exhaust. Is that correct, that Holman? That is correct. With right. a million-mile warranty, made in the USA. Mike, can you guess this note? I know, I know. Oh mm. my God! So that wait, good. Y- you know? Know your notes. Hmm. I got this one. Right. Okay, definitely a Yugo. Yeah. <laughs> Three cylinders of fury. Oh man, you are one hundred percent incorrect, sir. What? Yep. Yep. All right, let's yep. uh, let's let's let you listen one last time. Like space, yeah, yeah, like like crazy. <laughs> sounds like a roadkill car. Uh, it kind of does, right? Uh, wow. Do you know your notes? Hmm. Any guesses? No, if it's not a Yugo, I have no idea. Do you what know? That is. Can you guess engine configuration? Four cylinder, six cylinder, eight cylinder, five cylinder. <laughs> no, I literally have. It doesn't sound. I, I mean, would you go six? I would because I, I don't think it's an eight. I'll say six as well, Holman. I'm going to go six-cylinder. Uh, you guys are way, way wrong. You're, really? uh, I, hand over your enthusiast card right now. I'm going to cut the corners off of them. Uh, that would be the Borla Attack Exhaust mm-hmm. for the 2018 to 2021 Dodge Durango SRT 6.4 liter, 392, normally aspirated. Wow. Wow. I mean, dude. Yeah. It sounded rowdy. Yeah, we were wrong. Definitely not a Yugo. Okay. <laughs> Lesson learned. All right. Uh, hopefully, it'll be uh, less than a year before we see you again. Yeah. Yeah. You guys uh, clean the place up a little bit. I'll come back sooner. Yeah. yeah. It's a little messy in here. I would say that if it weren't uh, 3 a.m., we could go get a beer, but uh, everything's <laughs> shut. Yeah. Yeah. And you drank the last beer. It's funny how that works. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 